0: Hang on! Hang on! welcome to this might be a podcast the song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time they might be giants I am your host Greg Simpson and I'm here with a uh, cool overall just cool dude and uh, weird ale podcaster and comedian Ethan Oman and we're gonna talk about the song feign amnesia off of the else <laughs>
1: Why have for stuff that is like the, if the won't get you the will get you I'll look busy just for you
2: and fame ethan and how's it going hey greg great to be here thanks for having me let's act like
0: we haven't been talking for 25 <laughs> minutes who who are, uh, who are you again you know. uh, and yeah well we'll do all the podcast <laughs> cliches is this the real thing
2: are we really recording? are you cut that part out how many uh, how many times this episode are we gonna pretend that we forgot something that's my question
0: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot to open a can on mike we got to get some uh Foley work going. I'll, I'll play my my favorite thing though is if i'm trying to figure out the key of a song you know, I'll I'll, just, I'll reach over and play my piano. That's always cool. I let you know a little background music. My dog dog barking or whatever. I used to edit out the dog barking and cats meowing, but then people were like, "We like
1: it." Keep it in. I'm like,
2: all right, <laughs> that makes it easy. Yeah, I, yeah. So you 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 touched on this b- briefly. I I host a podcast uh-huh. with my buddy Dave called Dave and Ethan's 2,000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, and you just reminded me that we had this one episode yeah. where um it went out and it was edited wrong. There was like uh you know just a part that wasn't supposed to be in was in there. And we edited it out as soon as we found out. And people were like, why'd you edit that out? I love that. That was brilliant. (laughs) You guys like talking about something that wasn't supposed to are like, what, what, what? It, it's like
0: it, it's like the people that watch the deleted scenes of a movie you know right. it's like or or the behind the scenes it's like the making of david 2000 e, is podcast oh my god you're like hey man turn up your mic i like that part where you're talking about turning up your mics Right. <laughs> it's funny yeah the, the 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 hard thing though and a lot i mean people i mean a lot of people have fucking podcasts now but um Uh, people who haven't done it might not know the ins and outs of it to a degree. It's not as complicated as recording songs or making movies or anything like that. But like, it is a cool medium for people who aren't that tech savvy to get into, but there are some things like, uh, when I was the, I was the producer for the punk news podcast, the weekly original podcast, which is like episode 500 something now. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, I mean, it's been going for a decade and, I was the editor for like 200 episodes, like editor, mixer, producer, even if I wasn't on it. So it was a pretty thankless job because my voice wasn't on the show. <laughs> I was just doing all the back, you know, all the tech end, the back end of it. You know, they'd send me the tracks, and I'd edit it and put it out, and I'd get like these, like these tweets. Uh, and people would be like, "This dude's tweeting at us." There's a there's 10 seconds of silence in this episode, and I'm like. Oh, I forgot to drop in that sound <laughs> clip or whatever. And then you got to go back in, and it's not just like bloop, I put the sound clip in. It's like you got to bounce it out. You got to export it from the program. And if it's an hour and a half show, that could take <laughs> eight to 10 minutes. Then you got to re upload it. You got to put it up wherever. It's got a process. It takes a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a process. And then also, people that subscribe have already automatically had. The wrong unedited thing in their feed. So right. So that's what they're gonna even,
2: hear unless they delete
0: it right. and re-download and it. Redownload. <laughs> right. And that's what I did it like with the Thunderbird episode. There was somewhere where I'm like, um, yeah, I got, it was I told you it's two two hours and forty five minutes, it took me fucking forever. And then someone tells me they're like, Did you know that you forgot to put the demo in there? And I'm like, What? Oh, he's like, he's like, Yeah, you said and now let's play that demo. And then there was five seconds of silence, and then he said, so how about that demo? (laughs) (laughs) And really, what it was is that I was going to go back and put the sound clips in after, and I guess (laughs) as I was scanning through this gigantic episode, I guess I didn't cut out a big enough gap, and I just didn't notice. And like I had the demo already, I was gonna put it in and then I just forgot. So then I had to put it back in, slide everything over to fit it in, <laughs> bounce down this two hour and forty
2: five minute episode. My hard drive is just constantly filled I can hear I all bought- I can hear all of your listeners tuning out right now as as we discuss yeah. the things that they shouldn't know about. <laughs> you know, a lot of see, wait Oh, we were supposed to cut that part out.
0: (laughs) Now we're getting really meta. Uh, Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I I appreciate everyone that's listening. And uh, I don't get a lot of complaints. And the Weird Al fan base, I'm sure, is also a very kind bunch of people. You know, we both podcast about musicians who have fan bases that are pretty awesome and very just, like, nice people. Like, if we were podcasting about, like, I don't know. The casualties, or something, you know. We're, we're podcasting about like crass. Like we'd be getting a bunch of people that are like, "You fucked it up, man," or "Your opinions are wrong." Like you know. I mean, we we get some of that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You get some hate mail. You guys don't like no, Weird Al enough? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I think the the only complaints that we could get is that we like Weird Al too much. they <laughs> it. You know, that's yeah. You know, my my co host Dave Rossi, uh, he's also known. As Dave Elvis Rossi, he is probably (laughs) the number one Weird Al fan in the world. Uh, He he, has the largest collection of uh, memorabilia, right? He does, and he also has uh, Weird Al and his band members tattooed on his ankles. He also got Al the $40,000 star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Uh, Uh, He he, he, he ran that campaign, and he raised the money and, and petitioned them for over a decade and finally got it, so... It's, that uh, story, I believe, is on episode
0: one of your show.
2: Oh, yeah, we tell that all the time. Cause it you know, oh, I, it's yeah. just the coolest thing that. ever that, you know, finally the fans can give Al back after, you know, so many years of of great content from him. We can, you know, in any way help him out. It just feels awesome as fans. So
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so yeah, let's tell people a little bit more about you. I mean, let's let's go back to even before before the days of weird al podcasting i mean you guys have been going for like two years two years yeah two years in may right so (laughs) let's go back to a simpler time (laughs)
2: 2.1 years (laughs)
0: 18 (laughs) right so you uh i mean you've done a lot of comedy stuff uh, in the past, well, well let I'm just a comedian. tell a about yourself. <laughs> your stand-up comedy and stuff. How long have you been? I started doing stand-up. Yeah,
2: so I started doing stand-up when I was in high school. It was an English project to do something you're, you know, not so sure about. You're, you're scared of doing, and then write about mm. it. So I, you know, had been a, a big fan of Weird Al, of stand-up comedy, of other comedy music, and um, I wanted to do stand-up, but I was, you know, kind of afraid and nervous and. You know you can understand that, uh, especially as like a oh, fifteen yeah. or sixteen year old. And uh, yeah, I got on stage. I, I did a couple jokes at a coffee shop open mic, and uh, I've I've kind of just been doing it ever since. I mean, it's not like um, my job. It's it's more of a hobby. Um, so as I've gotten older. Um, you know, within the past, uh, six or seven years, I've been doing a lot of producing of shows. So it's been really great, um, putting on shows, getting to work with really incredible up and coming comics. Um, you know, everyone from, yeah, so,
0: so what is the best comedy show? Is that, uh, is that one of the things you're, you've, you produce the best comedy show? Yeah, right? it, so what, it's, uh, it's called pretty uh, much like a
2: showcase. It's called pretty much the okay. best comedy show. And um,
0: okay, PMT. Yeah, I'm like PMT.
2: Yeah. All oh, right. Pre- it's
0: right there in the logo. <laughs> right there in the logo. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we would provo- um my my co-producer uh Tom Thomas Attila Lewis and I uh have been you know, it's so weird to talk about the comedy shows in the era of COVID because we haven't been able to do comedy in over a year. So that's been kind of weird and, and it's, it's still too soon to really start back up anything. So everything's kind of in a, yeah. a blur in that sense, but we did the, the, the show pretty much the best comedy show uh, for about five years monthly. And then we expanded it into a, a, a two show weekend. And then um when the pandemic hit, we were doing three shows a month um in different, cities wow. across new york and um western massachusetts so it's very awesome and, and you are you're <laughs> you're where in new york i'm right near um saratoga uh which is outside of okay. albany which is home to the egg and um <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great spot and I, I, actually it's it's crazy because i'm not that far from the johns they live uh kind of yeah. in the catskills so I'm, I'm probably like an hour from where they live i don't know where they actually live i just know about where they live i'm not that kind of a yeah fan. i've
1: i've
0: heard different <laughs> things i mean they don't they don't make a whole lot of their personal life known especially linnell you know flan's like his cats are fan famous you know <laughs> a lot of pictures of cats a lot of uh political stuff but john linnell's son henry plays guitar on the roman very songs cool EP. oh very cool yes because he's like 21 now, I guess. Wow. But yeah, so they haven't really made public... One of them, at least one of them, does have like a summer home or whatever. You know, these rich, rich rock and rollers, you know. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure that Flan still has a residence in Brooklyn. One of them might be in Manhattan now. But I'm not positive. Even... People
2: like John Eulis don't
0: know, so, so nobody knows.
2: <laughs> and we, we, we really, do we want to know? I mean, I, I think we, we like them for their music. We don't need to know what their mailbox looks like, do we? A,
0: a little bit of mystery <laughs> is, is is cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, in addition to doing the comedy shows, I also have been known to produce and perform, uh, storytelling shows, which is, it's uh, a bit different than up because it's all just true stories. Um, and I always, you know, mm. I tell comedic stories. I find people who tell comedic stories. Uh, so I do have a show called story time time that has been around, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done it in like four or five different venues and i you know i'm talking to a, a sixth or fifth one so we'll we'll see that might come back but um yeah i i love doing stand-up i love doing storytelling i i, I love all of that and um i mean obviously i'm on this podcast because i'm also a huge The might be giants fan i'm not uh i'm not at your level you know i i'm i uh well <laughs> i'm not at my level of weird al fandom as a they might be giants fan i i, I don't have the yeah. massive collection of they might be giant stuff i don't have the encyclopedic knowledge uh there's only enough for one in my brain so weird al takes that place Dude, oh.
0: <laughs> i hear that you know but i <laughs> yeah. i owned weird al cassettes before i ever owned a they might be Giants cd i mean i wow. still have i still have my cassettes they're right upstairs up with on the cd shelf i've got um yeah, I've got Weird Al on four different mediums. I think I've got in 3D on vinyl. I think that's the only one I got on vinyl. Um, I do have on my wall of 45s there. Oh, yeah. I've got... Uh, um, what do I have? Uh, another One Rides the Bus. Seven inch <laughs> TK on the wall. TK Records. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, I have on cassette uh, the food album. Oh, of course. Uh, D- D- Dare to be Stupid. Uh, Even worse, off the deep end. Excellent,
2: you, you've got a great uh, setup. It sounds like.
0: And then on CD, I know I have "Running with Scissors," "Alapalooza." Yeah, bad but, hair day. Yeah. Do you have bad hair day? I do have bad hair day. Yeah. There was there was there was a little while there in college where I wouldn't say that like I didn't I I never did not like Weird Al, but you get to that cool college phase, you're like, what? Well, I kind of. You know, I I would still listen to Weird Al, but I didn't buy a couple of albums, <laughs> so I had to go back. I had to go back for
2: Alpocalypse. and. Um, I'm still waiting for my cool college phase. By the way, I, still, I haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but on Punk News, on Punk News, I reviewed Mandatory Fun on Punk News. I remember talking to our because I've been writing for them for forever since 2002. Wow! So when Mandatory Fun came out, um, I I I, <laughs> I searched the database and I'm like. Hey, I was talking to our reviews editor at the time. I'm like, what do you think the people would think about a Weird Al review? Like, we haven't reviewed anything uh, of his. And so, yeah, July 17th, 2014, I reviewed Mandatory Fun. I gave it uh, four out of five stars. What? And I tell a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it's not off the deep end. It's great. But and it only so charted at like, number
2: one on the billboard charts for the first know, time well, in his, his career.
0: <laughs> his release his release uh schedule there with all the videos on the different sites was genius. Like he he's a guy that like the Mighty Giants has kind of kept himself abreast of like the technologies and tried to not become like a dinosaur. Like despite you know, these guys, I mean, they're close to the same age, you know, him and the Johns, they got started around the same time. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but like they've they've both like like they might be giants putting out Long Tail Weekend as like the first major digital only release, you know, in nineteen ninety nine. And um I mean yeah. Weird Al has found ways to stay relevant, um, and of course just through the parodies and the references and stuff. But like I'm like, Do you think our fan base will go for it? They're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I think they will, because no matter how tough of a punk you are, it's like, Weird Al's a god he's a national treasure. Like, who doesn't like Weird Al? Absolutely. And I was right. Absolutely. Like, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and there's a ton of comments, and they're all positive. Like, on Punk News, it's still one of those sites, even today, where if, like, you know, someone reviews, like, The Last Kendrick Mo- Re- the last Kendrick Lamar album. Uh, so I remember when someone reviewed that, there are still people that are like, I come here for punk <laughs> news. This is, what is this? Rapnews.org? And I was like, really? But like, no one said that on the Weird Al, they're like, I, this isn't punk music. Like, everyone was like, I love Weird Al. I saw him here. Like, all these little stories. <laughs> um, yeah. Someone saying, uh, uh, Oh yeah, foils. Foils is the shit. <laughs> Them lyrics, lol. Like all Al this. did
2: a uh, yeah. Um, he was the first concert I ever went to. All this kind of stuff. Al covered everyone loves the him. Ramones recently. Uh, well, recently in the last couple of years, he, uh, he covered "Beat on the Brat" and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've I
0: only saw him. I've only seen him once. I mean, living in the Midwest and really, I grew up in Chicago, but I've lived in mainly these smaller towns like you know the quad cities uh on the iowa border bloomington indiana lafayette indiana like i went to indianapolis to see him and uh it was the mandatory fun tour and it was fucking amazing so like i never saw him as a kid i saw him as an adult but
2: i was how how many stars (laughs) how many stars how
0: many stars for the live show yeah Oh, perfect. Fucking five out of five. Okay, I mean, okay. no doubt. I'm just checking like, if
2: I need to uh, feign amnesia and turn off this podcast. Okay. Yeah, he puts... He, you know, there is no one <laughs> who puts on a better live show than Weird Al. Um, I'll, I'll say that as a, a yeah. They Might Be Giants fan. They are great. They don't come out in costumes. They don't have, you know, video segment. <laughs> I mean, there is just... it's. Well, it's a, they have. It's, <laughs> right, but his show is done like a Broadway show level of sophistication with these costumes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And anyone who and hasn't he did the seen no him strings like, attached, I mean, he's toured with an orchestra, you it was know, like, insane. all this yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. I saw yeah. 18 I shows mean, on that tour uh, in 2019.
0: I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was scrolling through your stuff just to see what, what I had missed. And I was like, Man, they did a lot of bonus episodes for that tour. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, and it was great. So wait, where does where does Dave live?
2: Dave's in New Jersey. He's uh, just outside of okay. New York City.
0: All right, so I, I knew you weren't that far apart. I couldn't remember. Exactly. Yeah, about three hours apart. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for for the United States, that's that far. Right. Apart. Um, yeah, me and my my best Midwestern co-host. He grew up in Rockford, Illinois, but I was in Cleveland, so that's like, you know, a full day's drive. Right. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, so like uh let's see, what was I gonna Oh yeah, the so in They Might Be Giants Defense, they have done some crazy stuff uh live. Have you
2: have you seen them live? Have I seen them live? I mean I've probably seen them ten to twenty times. I, I can't okay, I don't all right. I don't know how many, uh, but it's definitely up there. Um
0: I was just checking because yeah. again, <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage I, I mean, I saw them in Iowa City, Iowa. You, oh, you, Bloomington, you've seen them here. And Indianapolis. They might be giants. I've seen Weird Al once. They might be giants three times. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it. I don't
2: live in New York. I'm I not saw They special. Might Be Giants twice in one day once. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: <laughs> was it was it a kid show, adult yeah, show? Yeah, it was, was it amazing. I,
2: yeah. I, was, I, I feel like most of the people at the kid show were there for their kids and um so it was open seating and i brought my little brother because i figured he'd love it he was young at the time yeah but i went nice. as a, a giants fan and i got to sit right in front of the stage with him and it was incredible
0: <laughs> so what what year was this what what album were they touring on
2: uh you know i don't even know I, I feel like it was uh it was it must have been numbers uh here come the one two threes i, th- yeah. I think it was that yeah. tour um okay
0: I think, yeah, that would have been 2007. Mm, Does that sound right? Maybe.
2: <laughs> I hey. think
0: it, I think it, <laughs> well, based on your brother's age. I was, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but he had an yeah. awesome 2008, time. 2008,
2: I mean. Yeah. And then that's great. It was, um, I'm trying to think of what the adult show was, but it was incredible. It was just, I mean, the egg in Albany, um, you know, obviously there's yeah. the, the song about it. They have a song about uh, it, yeah. or t- technically two songs if you want to count both versions. <laughs> but um, <So> sure, <laughs> uh, it's it's like probably the best place in the world to see a show because it is shaped like an egg, but the acoustics are incredible. <laughs> it's super. Um, you you know, it's probably like 800 to a thousand seats, but it's set up in a way where you can sit in the back row and have as amazing of a time as if you're in the front row. It's just, it's the coolest, greatest venue. And I love seeing them there. Uh, I've seen them there probably at least three or four times. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I,
0: (laughs) again, I'm at a disadvantage in this like flood tour, like I was on Danny Weinkopf's guest list for the Chicago show. Ugh. that was supposed to happen last May. Ugh. And so then it got pushed. Um, and it was like it was like an emergency guest listing. I was like, Danny, the Chicago show sold out immediately. <laughs> what do I do? And he's like, I'll get you on. I'm Aww. like, oh, my God. That's so I'm cool. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> and, so like two, and then I'm like, because then I was talking to my wife. I'm like, well, they've pushed it back. And now they've pushed it back again do I still assume that I'm on the list or do I remind him? Is that an asshole move? And so we ended up just buying tickets to the St. Louis show. Cause that's the close. I mean, that's three hours from here, three and a half. So, I mean, like I still will plan to contact Danny and be like, you know, if you want, I, I mean, I'm not gonna like push my way backstage, but I'm like, <laughs> Hey, if you want to like, uh, you know, meet, I'd love to meet you in person. I've talked to him so many times. Right. Yeah. You know, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, but what's, so talking about weird Al's show, what, out of all the times you've seen they might be giants, what do you think is the the craziest thing they've done that might rival some of Weird Al's onstage performance antics? Oh
2: man, I mean, when. <laughs> <laughs> when, when uh i can't remember which which tour it was but when there was like literally an entire um conga line going through the audience that was yeah. just insanity that i've never seen anything like that at a weird al show um you know i, I love their uh whenever they do the songs where uh you know you, it requires audience participation um uh-huh. th- there's nothing like that at a weird al show i mean there there are things that us as fans have figured out and we do, right, but it's, right. it's not like, uh, it, it, there's no weird Owl songs where it's like, all right, now, you know, this is your part. Um, there's no instructions, right? <laughs> for- <laughs> yeah, There's no complicated instructions <laughs> on, you know, when you need to come in and, and you know, th- that is just so much fun at a the they might be giant show getting to be part of the show and, and just getting to scream and yeah. yell and sing. And it, that's just always so much fun. So that, that they definitely <laughs> beat weird Al in that category. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, well, I think one of the craziest crowd interaction uh, moments I had was at a Ben Folds show. Are you a Ben Folds fan? Ben Folds Five. And, I, you know, such-
2: I know him. Uh, Weird Al played accordion on one of his songs, and that's the only song yeah. I know. So,
0: okay, yeah, I've I've kind of figured like there's a lot of overlap
2: with the Phantom there, but
0: yeah, I mean, anyway, even without knowing him, so after Ben Folds Five broke
2: up. Um, See, I didn't even know that that happened. Record. I didn't know that they they've, broke they've up.
0: since put out a reunion record. <laughs> okay. So he just went solo, basically. I mean, um, and his first tour he did was just called "A Man and His Piano." It was just him, uh, just him and a grand piano on stage. And he is a showman, and it was amazing. Um, but he did. There was one song I'm blanking on. It was off his first album or second album. I don't know. We yeah. So we saw him again in Iowa City because it was not that far from where he went to college. Me and my wife girlfriend at the time and he the theater was in three sections so it had two aisles so there was a center section and a a left and a right section he taught a three-part harmony to the crowd he's like okay at this part you you guys uh you guys uh you guys uh you know and then like when it came to that part like he basically did did he play it on the piano so he's playing the piano and he's like you guys ready? Like it's in the science like but you know, and then like the crowd just like it was like it was like a religious experience. Like it was amazing. The whole so amazing. crowd singing. It was so cool. I mean, he did this he did this other thing. I mean, I've been to so many shows just for so many bands, but for me to remember this, he was playing at the piano and all of a sudden a bunch of stage hands come out and they're holding Different parts of a drum kit. Some, so some like roadie comes out with a floor tom. And so he's playing the piano. The guy hands him sticks, and he just starts playing like, it's almost like he's playing Wipeout or something. And he follows the guy. The guy's walking with the floor tom. The guy puts it down. Someone's put a stool down. He sits down, and just like the rest of the kit just assembles in front of wow. him. Wow. And it must—it was like clip-on wireless mics or something, because the, the, there was no drum set on stage. It's just like, all of a sudden, there was a drum set, and he does a drum solo. I'm like, what?
2: Oh, that's I awesome. I lost it. Hey, bu- I was like... Before oh, we leave man. the subject of Ben Folds, I just want to correct uh, sure. an earlier statement. Al sings backup <laughs> vocals on "Time." I don't believe he plays the accordion on it.
0: Oh, okay. All
2: right. Uh, we're, we're gonna get some hate mail about that. Yes, one. and I, I should. People are also gonna be <laughs> like, "Well, Ethan didn't mention that Ben Folds plays on one of Al's songs," but you know, screw you guys. Okay, we know that. <laughs> uh, I, I,
0: you know, I haven't looked into Ben Folds' podcast, but. Song by song podcasts have been pretty popular. There probably is a Ben Folds one, and maybe I should do a crossover with them. <laughs>
2: but either, yeah, I
0: mean, me too. I should do it great. for the one
2: song, uh, Alizon. <laughs>
0: I would recommend if you're going to check out one album, it would have to be whatever and ever. Amen. It's the one that has like brick and song for the dumped and uh t- two thousand angry dwarves like oh. that's that's the one that was huge in like the alternative rock era i believe the song
2: alzon time is on songs for silverman and that folks is the album, yeah. that is the extent of my ben folds knowledge
0: <laughs> me me and kara our first dance was to the luckiest which is the last track off his first solo album so we we danced to a ben Fold song uh as our first dance as a married couple so uh I don't know. <laughs> I I, I want to know. Every, everyone listening has anyone had their first dance with their spouse with their significant other to a they might be giants song? Ooh, because I can't picture what that would be. Birdhouse. What it would, would have to be, be Birdhouse, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, typically you do a slow dance, but I mean, you know, not necessarily. I want to know if anyone has danced to like <laughs> some. I don't, I don't even know, like, their ballads are usually, like, they sound like a love song, but they're really not. Like <laughs> You know, like, our first dance was to Pet Name. And like, that's about kind of a relationship that's a little, you know, <laughs> on the rocks or something, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, so we talked a lot about the live shows of They Might Be Giants, but when, back to, how did you get into the band in the first place? When and how did you get into the Giants? Um, So
2: just, you know, I want to admit that I am not a huge music person. I'm not someone who can listen to the radio and enjoy anything that's playing on it. <laughs> I listen to Weird <laughs> Al, and I listen to They Might Be Giants, and a handful of other musicians. So I really oh, wow. I really have very specific taste, um, and when I find a band I like, I, I go hardcore. So... Um, I would
0: like to know another another three. Like if you're gonna go top five bands, if Weird Al and Name of Giants were in there, name name three others well, from your short uh, list.
2: Uh the Presidents of the United States of America, f- okay. uh, Fountains of Wayne, and okay. um then it starts getting tricky. I love Flight of the Concords, I love Tenacious D, I love okay. so many yeah. other things. Um in the in my small yeah. you know, I, I love Nerf Herder and the Perry Grip stuff. Um so, so t- tandem rock
0: focused, okay. Tip- typically rock focused, and lots of times with a sense of humor. Are you a fan of the Lonely Island? Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan. I, I
2: wouldn't list them in my top ten.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I mean, as far as comedy stuff. oh, they're goes, fantastic. They yeah, fucking, they're incredible. Yeah, Um yeah. I was saying, I was <laughs> telling- quoting diaper money the other day. I got the diaper money. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man, <laughs> so my curtains and drapes don't get shit on. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> le, let way. me think so, so Giants, yeah. When did you let me uh, think? I think so yeah.
2: Um I believe my mom introduced me to them. I believe Cool mom. Um my first introduction, I mean, certainly um was just like listening to their music, but she went to see a show um at a really cool venue and she came back with a t shirt for me. So I would Aww. wear that all the time. It was the uh the black t shirt with all the the um song titles in white in the shape of a yeah. t-shirt um so yeah. i would wear that all the time and i would just lie to people and tell them <laughs> that i saw they might be giants um <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how old were you at the time that
0: she didn't take you along it was like an 18 plus show or something it, or... it was
2: you know my parents are divorced so i think it was just like a you know opposite weekend kind of thing um, okay. but i was I probably you. 11 or 12 um okay. i'm not really sure i know it was sometime in middle school and um I don't know when it it became like a just listening to it with my mom in the car to me obsessively hunched over my CD player listening to it nonstop. I'm not sure when that actually happened, but um, severe tire damage was really the first my first introduction to them. So, um, you know, Uh a lot of the live versions of stuff are are the, you know, the original way I, I heard them and um yeah
0: that's an interesting way to yeah. do it well also i mean getting hooked with dr worm i mean that's
2: oh, yeah uh, i mean everything on that album is it, it, i mean it's essentially an album of the hits so uh you know there's it's it's, it's hard to yeah. not get hooked after hearing that for the first time um and then just you know as i s- started exploring the music myself i just continued to get hooked and hooked and hooked um and um i have always considered uh the else to be my favorite album and nice um, wow it's it's up there with john henry for me those are my two favorite albums um and i i interviewed john linnell on my old radio show at one point and i told him that and he he um he was really interested to hear that those are my two favorite albums i can't remember what he said to that but he was like oh that's really interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so so these aren't there's no these these weren't preserved Uh, You don't have, like, a cassette buried somewhere? I have them somewhere. uh, Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I I interviewed
2: Flansburg twice, and then Linnell once. I believe. There may have been an extra one in there. I mean, because I'm sure they're just bombarded with,
0: or they just assume that everyone's album is Flood. I mean, I don't don't know. It's hard to say what they think. I really... And I've never interviewed them. But the else... I, I mean, John Henry, I mean, back to John Henry, it's... They're, I mean, obviously, it's got the distinction of being the first full band, right. you know, human rhythm section album. But I think I've talked about this with a lot of guests that it's almost like uh, to them, like the black sheep of the catalog, I don't think they realize how much uh, people love it and like how much the album means to a lot of people. Um, because I think at the time, they got a lot of shit for not being a duo anymore really like, it seems ridiculous okay. to think about now yeah but like at the time it's like you guys sold out you got that song rhythm section one Ed, you just, you said <laughs> you'd be a duo forever like it's the whole like the 90s thing crying sellout sell out or whatever like which is ridiculous um i don't think they ever had that thrown at them. i mean they were on electra a couple <laughs> albums prior to that but it's just weird like people think they like own the band or something it's like how dare you change <laughs> Add members. What are you doing? <laughs> so I think like there's kind of maybe not that it's like a source spot for them, but I think maybe, um, it kind of like put a damper on the excitement of the album or something, because I think the album did get a lot of praise and maybe some critical, you know, a lot of attention for being the first, you know, non-duo album. But I think they also got some like fan, you know, flack for it, I guess, um, but people like people a clamor for those songs, and they they only play a handful of those songs live. Like yeah. there are some John Henry songs that they haven't played since the John Henry tour. <laughs> like it, it's nuts. And then the else. So that the more to the topic at hand, the
2: else is one of my favorite albums as well. And I listened to the oh, whole cool. thing today. And it's yes, it's one of those it's, albums. I mean, I feel like there's at least one album for oh. And, I, I would be remiss to not mention Stephen Lynch is another absolute favorite of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking about like each, each artist I love, they, there's always at least one album that just kind of, I like listening to in order. Um, I like, I'll just, if I'm on a car trip and I just want to listen to an album, like sometimes I'll just do, you know, random of course, but if I just want to listen to an album, the else is the first one I always go to. I like listening to it in order. I like how it progresses, and I think it's a lot more than just Mesopotamians. I I love Mesopotamians, but that's my least favorite song on the album. And I, I least favorite. Wow. Yeah, I, okay. I think that I <laughs> it annoys me that that's like. You know, I've talked to some fans who are just like... I've heard that. The Else, oh yeah, that's the one with Mesopotamians. uh, like And nothing else good. It's like, shut up.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. No, Yeah, but I I have heard from fans that, not that they don't like The Else, but that, like especially the New York contingent, they're like, we've heard it so many times. And I'm like, hey, if you were in a cover band that covered that song and you played bass on it, Like I did, if you (laughs) learn Danny Weinkopf's bass part... You'd listen to it a million more times to just hear that bass part because it is just so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so fun.
2: It's so it's but so today. good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's such a great song. <laughs> it's, got, <laughs> it, it's not that I dislike the song. It's that I wish the other songs got the attention that it got because I feel like yes, there's some yeah, really great course, contenders yes. on there. It's like I, I mentioned Fountains of Wayne. I love Fountains of Wayne. I love all their music. Stacy's Mom is the only song people know. And it's not their best song they they have so much more to offer and that's how i feel about Mesopotamians is that the else has so much more to offer like feign amnesia yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and i I think that's a common problem for bands that uh it it is very infuriating to like real like true fans of a band when other people would consider them like one hit wonders because like yeah, Fountain of Wayne is a perfect example. Like that, you know, that song. And um, th- I mean, there's a lot of bands like that that are in like the indie world. Like they break through like Modest Mouse is one of my favorite bands. So it's like, oh, Float On. I love Float On. And I'm like, Float on's a great song, but there's a lot right, more, man. Right, I mean, even, right, right. You know, okay. You know you know what even I'm saying. on that album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. And <clears throat> so, yeah, the Mesopotamians, um, it's a funny trick putting that last. Like that feels like an intentional move to put like the single as the 13th track <laughs> like that's a ballsy move but to put like the uh anti bush uh r- distorted rocker I'm impressed as the as this as the opening track it, this 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 album has some balls and it also has the distinction of being the only album that had a co-producer uh well being co-producers being the Dust Brothers oh yeah right um, cuz they've had you know, they've had many engineers through the years and like, um, Pat Dillett, uh, like, well, Bill Krauss was a notable early, um, producer of theirs. Um, I mean, I mean, typically the, like there, they produce their own albums, but, um, you know, Bill Krauss would engineer Pat Dillett has done like their, I don't know, last 10 albums or whatever, you know, someone's going to write me about that. I hope (laughs) someone got fired for that blunder. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) i will say i but 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 like the dust brothers they um they they produced faint amnesia they didn't produce every track right but they were a part of faint amnesia so we'll need to talk about that and mixed by pat Dillett. i
2: i am so i i mentioned i'm not really a music guy i i really don't know who the dust brothers are I looked them up in preparation for the chat today. Uh-huh. I've always just yeah. assumed the Dust Brothers were just ZZ Top. Like I just pictured two guys with really big <laughs> beards. I don't know why. Um, they have a lot of dust in them. Yes, that's that's all I. That's that's my knowledge of the Dust Brothers is ZZ well, how Top. How do you think they got that name? Yeah, <laughs> they're
1: dusty. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean it's funny that it's the Dust Brothers one of them we share one of them shares the last name with me michael simpson uh, aka easy mike and then john <laughs> king aka king gizmo are the dust brothers and so what so tell us what did you learn about the dust brothers while uh while looking this up <laughs> w- were there things that you had I, heard okay. like oh so i looked it up earlier i, I
2: don't have it in front uh-huh. of me so let's see what I, I recollect and you can you can test me on this i believe okay. they did something with the beastie boys um yep. I believe believe they did. Uh, that's all I remember.
0: <laughs> they they I, I worked I d- a lot with Beck. They oh, Beck, with Beck! Beck, yeah, o- yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Odele, Midnight Vultures, uh um, By the way, I
2: I, they worked, I wouldn't be able to yeah. name a single Beck or Beastie Boys song, but that is so I'm familiar with well, dude with their names. Fight for Your
0: Right to Party,
2: Sabotage. Oh yeah, I know Nothing. that song. I don't. I don't know who. Sure, who of the two people <laughs> well, did that? Beck. <laughs> Or I don't know. Those are both Beastie Boys songs. <laughs> ask, ask me Weird Al trivia. I will. I will school you. I don't know anything else. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Oh, I know. It's like the. Um, you remember the SpongeBob episode where Squidward tells SpongeBob like, "Forget everything except being a waiter," and he forgets his own name. Like that's me with music. I know. I know. Weird Al. I don't know anything else. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. That's I mean that's hilarious to me. I I to, I know that a lot a lot of people are probably more like you than like me, but I I mean my life is music. I am a music teacher. I've been a music journalist for 19 years with Punk News. I have a fairly encyclopedic knowledge of a lot of bands. I mean, I've I feel been, like- I've been podcasting about music for almost a decade now. Uh, only They Might Be Giants for the past. People know me in the They Might Be Giants fandom, but I I could go off about a million bands and just talk <laughs> for hours because that's the stuff that I remember. I have a horrible memory. But if you want me to tell you what year every Beatles album came out, I could do that. Uh, you know, every Beach Boys album. It, well,
2: the good ones, the ones that Mike loved wasn't steering the ship. All right. Well, <laughs> but you like, mentioned I, the Beatles. You know. I, I do want to tell a, a quick story. Um, this okay. this was six, maybe six years ago. Um, my friend surprised me with uh, tickets to see Paul McCartney. And nice. I was like, that is awesome. And then, it's not cheap. And then, oh, no. And they went fast. And then I realized I don't know any Beatles uh albums or like i knew a handful of songs so i just sat down and i literally listened to every single album every single song (laughs) and i was like holy crap they're awesome so
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a revelation and you're like hey mom have you heard of these guys it's like beetle but they spell it like beats it's oh <laughs> yeah those beatlemania is sweeping the nation
2: in 2018 yeah. whatever that tour was <laughs> and by sweeping the way his, his show was incredible
0: it was so great <laughs> oh god my parents saw them i think probably on that same tour and i
2: was very jealous i'll give you one more side note uh to that concert sure. you know the tickets were probably like 400 dollars tickets um I, I jokingly told my girlfriend at the time who is still my current girlfriend that um yeah. there was an extra ticket that my friend bought just so we had somewhere to put our coats i told her that as a joke because she is a <laughs> massive <laughs> massive beatles fan and she was so bummed and um a few years <laughs> later i i brought it up and she's like i really don't want to talk about that and i was like what? And it turns out she didn't know I was joking. And for years, she thought that we, she could have gone <laughs> that there was a seat just for coats. What, what an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I would have cleared it up sooner. I didn't know she... <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's good
1: stuff. Yes.
0: That's good stuff. Uh, back to the else. You're saying that it's one of your favorite... So, so the else and John Henry... Which one's the number one? Probably else. If you were had gun to your head else, the else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've, you know, ranking things again as a music nerd. If if you if you find I mean we're friends on Facebook. If you search me on Spotify, you know, connected to that i make playlists just obsessively (laughs) see
2: okay so i don't know i don't know anything about spotify that's that's another achilles heel for me i've tried to go on it i try and look i don't understand it i type in like a song i want to hear and it plays me something else i i it just i don't understand it um i i feel like i'm (laughs) 70 years old when it comes to spotify
0: (laughs) Yeah, here's where I drop in the Simpsons clip where Homer, or no, where Marge says, music is none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what is the... (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Simpsons fan? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Homer Palooza, right. He ends up, you know, all the cannonballs to the stomach and all that. I went to the record store today, and they were playing all that music I've never heard of. It was like the store had gone crazy. And then March, hmm, record stores have always seemed a little crazy to me, but it doesn't upset me. Music is none of my business. <laughs> 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 that's all well and good
2: for you, but I used to rock and roll all night and party every day. Then <laughs> it was every other day. <laughs> I, I feel like and, and, that, that's you. That you're mark I feel like any of my listeners from Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast listening now were just like, who is this guy like he's supposed to be hosting a, a, a whole podcast about music uh,
0: yeah uh, well if you want lots of times I've done episodes with other podcasters if you want to put this in your feed feel free to I've done that a lot where I put like my appearances on other podcasts into the feed just to cross what's, what's so cool so you can you can embarrass yourself in
2: front of all of them <laughs> I'll, I'll let them find it I'll let them find it we do I mean we do do a, a completely clean podcast So unless you want to bleep everything then we oh, yeah, <laughs> it might
0: be a little difficult. But, Sorry. Um, yeah, Weird Al's is family friendly. That's, Weird Al's, that's Al's family true. friendly, so
2: we wanted to keep ourselves family friendly. Um, yeah, we have the explicit logo next. Ah, uh, see, we it's, don't.
0: We're on, we're on the Punk News Network. I've set the precedent um, with my other podcast as well. We're <laughs> like our catchphrase over there is like, "Hope you like the episode." If you didn't. Fuck off, it was free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. That's
0: like our catch I, I
2: would say yeah. uh, among Weird Al fans, and I, I don't know the the reverse conversion ratio, but I would say at least 70% of Weird Al fans are also big They Might Be Giants fans. That's what I've, yeah. I've noticed yeah. in talking to um, a lot of people who are Weird Al fans. So I, I haven't done the reverse. Oh, yeah. I do know that there are big They Might Be Giants fans who are big Weird Al fans too, but I don't oh, know yeah. if it's quite Can 70%. Can confirm. Yeah.
0: Yes, I can confirm. Um and I think, you know, growing up so like uh my love of accordions was 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 stoked by by many people. I mean, my grandfather, who I did not know very well because he he died when I was uh six. My mom inherited his accordions. Um it's just, you know, it's in my, my Polish blood it's this accordion <laughs> playing. And then I mean Weird Al being I mean, out of like maybe I don't know how many cassettes I bought. You know, I probably bought a lot of them with my own money. And then very quickly, it was the CD era. So I was buying, I mean, my first two CDs were the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour and the Who, Who's Next. Uh, and then shortly after, I'm sure, it was some some Name of Giant stuff. Apollo 18 was the first one I bought. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got into them in like 92, 93, thanks to a friend, my friend Patrick, who was on the Anna very episode of this show, like episode six wow, cool. on cool. so props to patrick but um out of the cassettes that i owned and i think i still have all of them this is not including my band's 90s cassettes and all the local <laughs> northwest suburban chicago <laughs> bands but out of all the like real cassettes that i owned out of the 12 cassettes i think eight of them were weird al cassettes you know wow. and then it was like mc hammer uh teenage mutant ninja turtles soundtrack <laughs> uh actually i think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze soundtrack. Wow, which had featured Vanilla Ice doing Ninja Rap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sounds incredible. You know, so classics,
0: classics like that. I'll look it up um, on Spotify. Weird Al. I've kept them. Yeah, Ninja, Ninja Rap. It. Oh, go Ninja, go Ninja, go! I still. That's how good of a song it is. It is baked into my brain. Vanilla Ice and uh, Ice Ice Baby has persevered. A third grader at one of my schools. Did A dance to Ice Ice Baby for the talent show this year <laughs> 2021. Wow, it has persevered! <laughs> so, anyway, um, <laughs> I you know, I was thinking when you were talking about how few bands you're in, how ironic it is that you, one of your favorite artists, is a parody artist, and I <laughs> that does songs that reference other band songs and you not knowing the originals. It's just it, but with weird out, Al, it almost doesn't matter. And I still, to this day, I hate the song American pie, but I will listen to the uh, jet. I will listen to jedi uh, The saga begins. Yeah. The saga begins. Right. I couldn't even remember because it's not like a play on the title, yep. like most of his uh, parodies. So the saga begins. If that song comes on at a wedding, I hate it so much. I will first of all get off the dance floor, but second of all, just try to sing louder than the PA and sing the Weird Al <laughs> instead of the Don McLean bullshit. I hate that song. I mean, you know the topic. You know the day the music died and all that. Uh, obviously, good topic, bad song. Um, it's a hor- horrible song. So <laughs> it's like it's like the achy breaky song. I'm like right, this is right. like the one Weird Al. Uh, song that makes fun of the original. <laughs> like So great. Because I, I got a couple kids in my choir, especially that are huge into Weird Al. And if we get done early, they're like, put on White and Nerdy. Oh, put that's on awesome. Irish
2: Paradise. Do, oh, yeah, do you guys dude, sing? I'm, I'm spreading the love. Have you, have you guys sung a, a Weird Al or the OMP Giants song? Well,
0: well, uh my first graders we've done uh, three years in a row i've done a first grade they might be giants program nice all on youtube oh cool youtube if you go to well actually i started if you go to if you search mr simpson on youtube you will find me sitting at the at my drum set and this is youtube is that uh, like
2: daily motion
0: so, YouTube has music just, on just, it. Yeah, I know, yeah, That's scary. That's scary to you. I'm yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like. Alta Vista? Flash. It's like Flash <laughs> animations, but they put them on there now. You know? <laughs> Homestar Runner, that kind of thing. Uh, Are they in color <laughs> yeah, or but, black but and yeah, white? So How's did, yeah. <laughs> it's on Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's It's on your local UHF station. <laughs> Reference. Hey, I caught it. I caught it. I've 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 owned UHF twice on VHF and uh, twice on VHS and. Uh, and on dvd of course i rented it from blockbuster like every week until the guy was like do you want to just buy it <laughs> you're renting it every week
2: just buy it oh already. i love that see i so yes my co-host has the biggest weird al collection in the world if any fan but i i have a pretty gosh darn big weird al collection myself uh you, sure you, you do you, i see a lot you of you can boxes see a lot of crap me. behind me those are all weird Al things. Yep. you can see like i'm yeah. smash guitar from one of his Shows, um oh man, was it for you? Uh, you don't love me anymore. Yes, what was it? Yeah. What
0: did he smash it for? Yeah, it was awesome. I knew, see, I see, I I know my weirdo. I so you, I'm sure in owning... podcasting you've learned more and more about him. I've learned a lot more about them. I'm just doing the podcast. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, so deep. We we interview. Yeah.
2: I mean, um just to to give a little bit of an overview, we um yeah we interview members of his band past and present i mean he's had the same band um since the early 1980s um but which says which says uh, uh f- for his character and how nice
0: of a guy he clearly is he's not one of those guys that's just oh i like, go oh, he seems like such a nice guy on tv if you can keep a band together that long oh yeah
2: Cle- clearly, you're doing something right. I mean, i I've I've so, met Al many times. I've talked to him personally. Uh, I've through this podcast. I've talked to pretty much everyone he's ever worked with, and yeah. um, th- there's there's no <laughs> negative stories. There is not even a hint of negative story like i said
0: the behind the music it's like there's this one weird yeah. this one time weird al like raised his eyebrow at me and i was a little
2: nervous I mean, we we had um <laughs> we had on weird al's um college roommate uh, uh best friend <laughs> uh he's still his best friend he was the best friend at his wedding okay um and you know they did a new york times article about him last year and they said that even his wife has never heard him swear and so i asked his friend who's been his friend since College, I said, Have you ever heard Al swear? and he has heard Al swear twice, and Al doesn't agree with one of those. So, like, he debates, he doesn't that it even happens. swear he... <laughs> in his personal wow. private I, life I, okay. in college. He didn't even swear. I mean, Al has yep. there wow. are no skeletons. I mean, we. We said. Well, that- I want to know what the one swear was. You're allowed to swear on this episode. <laughs> what,
0: what was the one swear? Uh,
2: and what was the context? Okay, so uh, if, for anyone who's <laughs> interested, we actually bleep it in. We bleeped... So, <laughs> so this is an exclusive yeah, this, premiere. This is exclusive. Swear. This is exclusive. Um, so Joel Miller is his name. We did a three part episode with him because we spoke to uh, Joel for nearly three hours. Probably wow. the greatest interview we've ever done. It was the most informative. We learned, like Dave and I, we know everything about Weird Al, and we were learning stuff left and right talking to him. And he is insanely funny. Yeah. So I recommend it. It's a three part episode. It's episodes 100, 101, and 102 inch. Our show is the 2000 right. inch Weird Al <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> right. each episode's another inch. Um, Which I think you also maybe would have to explain the 2000 inch TV yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, because, yeah. <laughs>
2: It's it's a song. Yeah, there's a song Weird on Al Palooza called Frank's 2000-inch TV. Um, yes. And <laughs> it's one of the greatest Weird Al songs. Uh, certainly one of his greatest original songs. I think everyone yeah, can agree. Yeah. It's just, it's a beautiful, it's a really great song. Oh, um, it
0: is. But You Don't Love Me Anymore. Like I mentioned, that one will always be, you know. <laughs> you slam my face down on, and the Robert Goulet oh, all that, cameo all in the video—it's so, just all right.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so, kids so it's Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast. The idea was, you know, if it's a two thousand inch TV, like what would a two thousand inch podcast look like? And that—that that was just really funny <laughs> to us. Um, You'll get there eventually. It's <laughs> a lot of episodes. So, so his roommate. Uh, so, what was the swear? Yes. I okay. Need to so, the, uh, yeah, there so there were two times. Um the first time they had a um a cardboard cutout of like a Playmo Playboy bunny or something and they hit it like oh. at the top of the stairs with the lights off. So Al like walks up the stairs, isn't expecting it, sees someone, you know, naked woman <laughs> right in his face. And I, I think he, he said uh the S word. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then I believe there was—I'm I, I, blanking on it right now. We actually. Re- so he said,
0: "Like oh shit" or something, because right, he was right. scared by this naked woman standing there.
2: <laughs> yes. Do you
0: not swear? I know you don't swear on your podcast, but you're a comedian. You got to
2: swear. Oh, right? I swear. A oh yeah, I, I, I've got a very sure. foul uh, language. I think I've already sworn on this podcast episode. Probably. <laughs> I don't even. Know. I don't notice either. Like, well, I, I have to. I have to pay attention on my podcast but I'm not. I'm not on that. You know that switch isn't on right now. Um, See, we're almost the opposite because my day job I cannot swear. Right,
0: it's an elementary school teacher, <laughs> so it all comes out on the podcast <laughs> and, and around my wife, who my wife who also can swear like a sailor. Oh yeah, I,
2: um, I, yeah, I, I'm a. I, so
0: then, was that the contested one, or is that the one that Weird Al confirms was? So there was another
2: swore? one where they were backstage at a show, and you know I'm blanking on it right now, uh, and he said the f word. <laughs> oh that's what joel wow. says i i don't know which one al contests but um he heard it in a movie i don't know who <laughs> let him watch that movie but so what we did what we did on our podcast is when joel says s word like literally s word we bleep that so you don't even know what <laughs> no, word al funny. actually said but exclusive that's funny. for for this podcast yeah <laughs> uh, shit and fuck he said shit and fuck yeah. according to joel <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I was on uh Sadie Hawkins pod, the Reliant K podcast, they don't swear either. They were I mean, I don't think they're as religious of a band anymore. <clears throat> but they were kind of like a Christian punk band. Okay. Like not like super Jesus y, but like there were <laughs> themes and stuff like that. So they were kind of um uh so they don't swear on their podcast. It's it's a husband and wife, um, and my friend uh yeah, Dan who actually just left me a voicemail to put in the episode I'm editing right now. Uh, Dan Leary in LA, he, uh, he edits their episodes. And when I was on, I was on an episode of theirs because Reliant K covers Dr. Worm Whoa. on the CP that they did. Oh, cool. So he, he's like, you got to be on this episode. So I was the guest on that episode. And, and I asked the same thing you asked me. I'm like, can I swear on here? And he's like, typically we don't swear or sometimes as a joke and then we'll bleep it out. And I'm like, well, in that case... Motherfucking shit! Fucking just like went on this whole string of ep- <laughs> expletives, and so in the, in their episode they beep, beep, beep. <laughs> we we had sometimes a bleep is almost funnier.
2: Oh, totally, totally. We yeah. we had um, this guy. His name's Jimmy Zavala or Jimmy Z is what he goes by, and he was only on a, a handful of Weird Al tracks, uh, playing saxophone and or harmonica. And this guy, okay. he, he's just a he's an '80s musician. He Every other word was fuck, shit, cocksucker. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't being negative. It's a lot of time around rock and roll. That was just yeah. how he spoke. And mm-hmm. I, I, I counted. I think there was like 200 bleeps in the one hour interview. <laughs> That makes a lot of work for you. It yeah. did. And it made even more work because we thought it would be really funny to release a Patreon exclusive where you could actually hear it unbleeped. So I we did that. That's
0: what the Sadie Hawkins pod did. Oh they do okay.
2: We don't do it <laughs> yeah. for all of our episodes, but that one we were just like, there's so many bleeps. I bet people would appreciate hearing them.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's as much work for them because they're the two co-hosts and they just try not to swear or whatever. So I don't think it's a common thing that they're having to bleep. Oh, okay, Or yeah, release, yeah. you know, like unrated edition. Yeah. <laughs> Uncut, unrated. Director's director's cut, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bonus scenes. Uh, oh, man. So uh, <clears throat> we probably should get back on topic. So th- just behind the scenes, everybody, if you want the deleted scenes or the behind the scenes of these DVD extras, we talked beforehand about how uh the, So usually I email my guests a day or two beforehand a whole string of links to the wiki if they're unaware, to demos. I sometimes will include MP3s if it's stuff that's not even on YouTube. You know, there's just so much stuff out there. Links to live versions, to covers. Faint Amnesia ain't got shit. <laughs> no. Just to keep up the swearing. Uh, <laughs> there... <laughs> I mean, it's twelve out of thirteen track on the else, which, like I said, I agree with you. It's it's your favorite album. It's probably my fifth favorite album. And when they have as many albums as they do, that's pretty high. Oh yeah, or yeah. yeah. Fifth. What, what, um, I just
2: I, I'm a noob. What is your favorite album? I'm just curious. Uh,
0: Apollo 18. Okay. I mean that first the first one. It all you know they stick with you absolutely. Um, Apollo 18 followed by Lincoln followed by mink car followed by probably the else um and then maybe flood okay okay it's hard to say it's hard to say after that gets a little bit fuzzy because i love what they what fans call the pink album their debut their self-titled album Mm -hmm. but as far as like the new stuff goes like if if you're gonna break it into decades okay because they're they're about to hit 40 years as a band um weird else hit the 40 year mark right when was his first release
2: 81? well i mean how do you want to break it down I mean? nah, no. like the first <laughs> released song i mean so like it's, it's hard to even you know the first time he was on the dr sure. demento show the first single that came out i think it's it's safe to just go with the first album that came out in 1981 uh-huh. so yeah 40 years
0: there you go yeah so 82 uh was when the band formed So, again, splitting hairs. They formed uh, going on 40 years ago. Their first album wasn't until 86. But um, anyway, if you break it up into decades, you know, my favorite 80s album, there's only two of them, would be Lincoln. (laughs) My favorite 90s album would be Apollo 18. My favorite 2000s album... See, here's where it's tough, because I love Minkar. It's a very special, like, college-era album to me. The first time I saw him live was the Minkar tour. But the else, like being in the same decade the only reason it doesn't top the decade is because mink car is in that decade so yeah so of the 2000s mink car and the else and then of the 2010s probably nanobots though i like fun was incredible too and very much a fan favorite despite being one of the newest albums and uh yeah they're about to release their first one of this decade so will that be your favorite of the decade I think it automatically gets that title when it <laughs> okay, when it's released okay. they've they've released two songs and they're pretty good. <laughs> Faeign Amnesia as a song when you go to like I said, I sent you no email. You're getting all worried. I'm like, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll bullshit. The thing is. We've been talking for an hour and a half, so I don't think it's a problem. The
2: thing Uh, is, though, (laughs) I thought that the email was something different than what the email is. You're explaining the email to your audience now, but I thought the email had all this secret information about the podcast, about how we're going to connect. I I just, you, you were, you've talked to me about this email for months. I you know, you're like, this email's gonna (laughs) come, I'll I'll send send it the week of and I'm so I'm waiting, I'm like refreshing, I'm checking my junk mail, I'm like, did (laughs) he send me this I I don't know what's supposed to be this email you just said. You're gonna send me an email. Uh, So I assume it's very important.
0: no nothing about this podcast is important
2: yeah but then we're talking about fucking
0: you know then you sent me it's important to they might be giants fans and to me but in the grand scheme of the world i'm not giving you the codes to the (laughs) nuclear devices you know it's not you know you could have your very own christmas at ground zero i'll I'll give you the codes i
2: wasn't expecting all the Uh, (laughs) codes i was expecting half the codes so that we could do it together
0: It's pretty much like, hey, have you heard this? You know, And if you haven't, here it is. And it's mainly, mainly scrapping for covers. And with this one, we are going to play one, I guess, one and a half covers. Right. I don't know. You'll, 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 you people will hear um, because there's a band that has been played a lot of times on the podcast. Every time a song on The Else has been covered. Spooky Girls covered The Else in full. So, so far, yeah, you're going to hear Spooky Girls later, but they have appeared on... I'm impressed. Take out the trash. <clears throat> um, careful what you pack. Contra Coup and the Mesopotamians and now Fame Amnesia. I've done a lot of else episodes at this point. So Spooky Girls has, I believe, been on all of them because when you search Bandcamp. That's what comes up. Right. They covered the whole they thing. They even did parody artwork for it, with them standing <laughs> with bags on their heads, with bird faces drawn on them. And so you'll hear the, that later. Yeah,
2: I mean, you I don't know if we're you, on the wiki. Do we talk? Right, What's do that? we talk about the covers, <laughs> like if we like them or if we don't like them?
0: Yes, we, we will get there. We got. to <laughs> okay. we have barely talked about the original song. We keep what talking song? about the else. Oh, but but
2: the, fame, oh, the oh, feign amnesia. Right. Oh,
0: are you feigning amnesia about I it? I am. Uh, did, <laughs> jokes people these are jokes that's where i put a rim shot comedy if you go to the wiki which is one of the most exhaustive wikis and i know weird al has a very exhaustive fan wiki as well dorks like us tend to just (laughs) want to talk about uh, you know uh, collect stuff on the internet and just tell people about it um so if you click over to fan amnesia if you search it on the wiki uh there's, like, nothing there, you know? I thought I was name, on the wrong page when I, I had looked they it up. Just- I was like...
2: I know. It's like, file not found. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially. Like, which is yeah, kind of funny, just, considering the name. <laughs> I mean, that would have been funnier than <laughs> right? just there is no information. Yeah.
0: It's a big inside joke, and there's actually a lot of information about this song that we just haven't right. figured out. So, the, the trivia slash info section, no one's put anything. There's nothing there. It has song themes, which... I never really talk about, it, but are fun to search if you like to sort the wiki. So the song themes, since there's nothing on here, we might as well tell people the themes. Body parts. <laughs> here, are you looking at it? Right yeah, now? I got it go. up. Here, let's alternate. Okay, body parts.
2: Forgetting, remembering. <laughs> Guy songs. <laughs> what is that even? Lies, deception. i feel like this is just a thesaurus page for they might be giants which is just like you know uh, okay questions references to other songs or musicians relatives transportation i like it there's like i feel it's such a weird thing i love that there's these themes yeah i i um i guess i haven't spent a whole lot of time on the um, this might be a wiki, um, exploring stuff like themes. I mean, I've looked up individual songs and, yeah, you know, I've yeah. gone in with a mission. I haven't really gone in, you know, to explore too much. I, I think that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the themes, right? The
0: reason I've, I've, I've used that the most for Patreon episodes because I've done episodes with like, I'm about to release one that has, um, three saxophonists on it. Oh, nice. And they talk about two of their favorite saxophone parts in they might be giants i've had three violinists on i've had a group of accordionists on i've had ukulele players on <clears throat> uh because they're very uh, ukulele covers run rampant ukulele players love they might be giants <laughs> I, they love weird l too. i'm positive so i clicked on music just now because i'm like what could that it's a, it's a band everything is about music but the tag music means references to the making of music uh,
2: okay
0: instruments lyrics and singing <laughs> or music itself so a song about music so in the song feign amnesia um, they say bass they count. say treble
2: uh, right <laughs> if the
0: bass if the bass won't get you the treble will get you which is a fantastic line it's so good but yeah people there's no uh trivia there's no um <clears throat> well there's no chronology tab which is a big one the chronology tab is crucial for my episodes to make sure that i don't forget about any different versions, because, I mean, if I think to, like... <sighs> I mean, a song like, well, recently doing... twist. Let's say Twisting. Like, that one is one of the most recent ones as of the recording of this episode. Um, it has a dial song version, straight off Flames' answering machine, um, in wonderfully lo-fi quality. There's a <laughs> Twisting remix. Like, they did their own remix, and this is even before flood came out so they had already remixed their own song <laughs> then they did a then they did a proper version and they have released like six live versions of this song like it is a very popular live staple it used to be the closer well, I,
2: and i remember um, at one point didn't they release or, or i guess quote unquote <clears throat> release every single concert they did for a couple tours right i mean would that even that it, would count yeah. too so um no. I, I, so let me let me give you my story on feign amnesia so like i said yes please th- th- why did you pick th- it? this is my favorite song i, I love That's, they might be giant yeah. this is my number one favorite song i I, wow. I don't know that i can tell you why it's my favorite song it's just it's like why do you like chocolate it's like i i like the flavor i i just i love this song it is my favorite song i love it it puts me in a good mood when i hear it um I have always wanted to hear it live and I have recognized that they haven't played it live. So, um yeah. they were doing those shows in Brooklyn where they were doing entire albums. And it came up Mm -hmm. that they were going to be doing an else Night. So I freaked the F out. I bought tickets. I convinced (laughs) my girlfriend, my friend, his wife. We decided to go. I was like, I have to go to this. Because this is going to be my only opportunity to see Fan Amnesia perform live. I have to see my favorite song. So we drive down. And it was a whole cluster uh, F getting down there. (laughs) You know, remember Apple? You can swear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was... But it was a cluster F. It was an F. It wasn't a fuck. It was an F. It was just like... Oh, okay. you know because you know you say cluster F, and in your swear, head you complete sure. it but you're not getting the full experience of hearing fuck that's kind of how i feel about that whole experience because we we start going down and this is right when apple maps like came out and it was still really shitty you remember when that was oh, horrible God.
0: oh yeah so apple we're Mac- coming
2: from apple albany Mac- to cool. new york i mean albany to brooklyn it's it's pretty straightforward we got taken into manhattan proper we wanted to Whoops. be there like three hours early and spend some time in brooklyn get dinner we ended up not arriving until they had already started the show um they uh-huh. were like literally doing the pre-show music when we got there so we just got to see the whole show uh so we had just spent all this time but i was so excited it was my birthday it was my birthday weekend uh i was wow. so like it was just like you know things were getting in our way we finally get down there um and they get on stage and they're like yeah we're gonna be doing most of the songs from the else i'm like. Don't oh. skip my song. Don't skip. You know, they ended up playing every single song on the else except "Faint Amnesia." Why? <laughs> they had no explanation. Sense. They didn't say why. I, I just, you know, it was a, you it know, was okay. a fantastic show. That venue was so cool. We ended up having a really wonderful time. But I feel so cheated that I did not get to see "Faint Amnesia."
0: <laughs> that okay? That's bizarre. Okay, so let's dig into that. Now there are a lot of songs that they've never played live because they have written so many songs and despite being a touring act for nearly all of those 40 years you know they're kicking around brooklyn for a while but you know they've been playing shows they played a lot of shows yeah a lot of shows um but so there's a lot of songs they played live because they've uh, you know they've played so many shows but you know you always got to play birdhouse nearly every time right they play Istanbul, they played Istanbul more of the more times than Birdhouse, I Wow. Just barely, just barely. <laughs> I was very surprised to read that, but, you know, it was another hit off that album. Um, I think it's funny that the song they've played more than any other song is a cover. Right. You know, Istanbul is a cover. Um, but, like, <clears throat> for them to do an album show and to skip something, like, usually the ones they skip are the B-sides. You know, the cave fishes Or the stuff off, you know The B-side collections, like for example Cast Your Pod to the Wind The, uh, you know, the compilation yep. Companion disc to this Most of those have not been played live Right, and I, you wouldn't expect Them to get played live, but you would expect Fatamnesia right,
2: right. At the else Show, as you
0: show up At the else Show So I'm looking, okay, so then For for episodes I've done where the, uh, It's a song they've never played live I try to try to figure out why. Okay, so first you look at the credits tab. Are there any bizarre instruments or anything going on that would be crucial to the song that would prevent them from playing it live? In this song, no. Okay, the lead, <laughs> the lead vocal and backup vocal are both Flansburg. I do want to guitar to that point. Sorry Flansburg to inter- interject.
2: Yeah, on the song tab it says Flansburg and Linnell, but then on the credits tab it says just Flansburg. So um, I'm wondering which see. one is wrong. Oh, that's true. Hmm.
0: I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Itchy itchy plays Scratchy's rib cage like a xylophone. <laughs> and he hits the same rib, producing two distinct tones. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, okay. I believe to my ear, it's all Flansburg. Okay. That would that would be that would be my my guess. Uh backup vocals sometimes in the mix can be hard to hear. But it all I know the two John's voices very well, and I think it's Flansburg harmonizing himself. I agree. Which is how they've done it for that's that's the typical way they do it on modern albums. The old albums they used to harmonize each other a lot, not as much these days, much to my uh dismay. But but uh <laughs> so Flansburg sings it. Uh Flans and Miller play guitar. Linnell plays keyboards, Weinkoff plays bass, Marty Beller plays drums. It's
2: all the regular stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's no trumpets, there's no harp, said, you know, there's no uh, theremin. So, you know, it's
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's said that the Dust Brothers produced it, which uh, you know, the the Dust Brothers have really cool production, but they are known for like their drum machine stuff. This is why they've been hired by Beck, by the Beastie Boys, like they're kind of like this rock hip-hop kind of uh, they're known to kind of cross genres like that. And so for bands like Beck and the Beastie Boys who like hop around genres a lot, but have these hip hop influences, like they, they become, they've been tapped quite, quite a bit for that kind of thing. Like they're, they're known for their drum machine and sampling uh, skills. And, and I, I'm by no means a completist and I only own a couple Beck albums and Beastie Boys albums, but uh, I'm well, well aware of their skill set. Now in Fain Amnesia, marty beller plays the drums okay so for a song like i'm impressed that has drum machine the original is drum machine that's not marty um it's a very simple drum machine but it's a drum machine and it's for an effect but like they played it live at that when you saw show, them.
2: and before i've seen yes, him play they, it
0: <laughs> they played it live mm-hmm. um there's like withered hope uh has a ton of like record scratching samples (laughs) drum machine craziness they played that live right they played them all except for one (laughs) yeah so like this is what i'm saying if there was one they were gonna skip withered hope would make a lot of sense because like it's got this real drum uh drum machine kind of (laughs) mashup like there's there's a bunch of crazy shit going on. There's songs like uh, like when I talked to Marty about um, the L's, because that was the last one we got to during that episode. I asked him about Upside Down Frown. I'm like, the drums on that are so cool. Is that you or is that a drum machine? Cause it's very kind of skittering stuff. Like, I've actually played it live on drums. And it's, oh, cool. it's pretty difficult. Like, very subdivided. And he's like, I don't remember. But... I said, I said, it sounds like a real drummer. And I'm wondering if I, I said, if I had to guess, I said, I think it's you playing. And then maybe the dust brothers sampled you. Like they took, like Marty played some drums. Hmm. They took some of their favorite parts and like looped it. And he's like, actually, yeah, I think you're right. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you how it went down. That's awesome. Um, but, but for faint amnesia, It's a pretty straightforward. I'm I'm not saying that as as a dentro to the song, but it's just like a pop rock, power pop jam. Like there's nothing bizarre about it instrumentally, uh, or production wise that would prevent them from playing it live. You know, like they play the song "I Like Fun" live. You know, I mean, like "I Like Fun" has that's like one of the weirdest fucking songs that they've they've made recently and it's got Contra alta clarinet trumpet uh, snare drum and vocal there's no guitars, there's no bass guitar it's a really weird song it's a really good song but like you'd think like if there's a song they're gonna skip it would be that one nope, <laughs> you know, Linnell brings his Contra Alta clarinet he, he whips that out uh, oh, also there's that Mellotron sample the oh and they just sing it. Right. Like, that's a Mellotron. <laughs> um, so, like, if they can make that work, how could they not make feign Amnesia work? So, the next thing to look at is the chord progression. Is it an incredibly hard song? Again, no, it is not. It is in D major, <laughs> except for the intro. And I want to talk about the, the intro, because uh, it does an abrupt key change. The intro is like a complete detached thing. Um, but the song... I mean, it's in D. The song is just D A G, and there's some Bs in the like little breakdown bridge thing before that drum fill. I mean, which is an awesome Marty drum fill that comes uh, before that last chorus. <laughs> I'll look busy just for you. So there's the song only has four chords. That why. Wouldn't
2: they play it? I feel like does they knew... hate
0: his own song.
2: I feel like Why? they knew I... that it was my favorite song. They are the ones who messed with the Apple Maps, and they just <clears throat> they were like, "This jerk is not going to get what we he hope wants." Hope doesn't come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only explanation.
0: <laughs> they they gave your picture to the door guy. Like, do not if he shows guy, up. Do not admit this man to the show. He is banned from the from this show. <laughs> At, so, like, my only other guesses would be, like, the Johns don't like it. Right. Which seems weird. It's a perfectly fine example of Flans', like, melodic chops. I mean, it's an incredibly catchy song. Or the other thing would be, like, they think the fans don't like it. And I've said that about,
2: like, John Hen- John Henry songs
0: <clears throat> that they don't but play But if you're a lot. doing uh, an, a- an
2: album show... You'd th- it's, it's not like it's, and the other thing, it's not like it's an 11 minute song. It's like a two and a half minute song. It's not super long. They could have done a sped up version. Yeah. They could have just, like, they didn't even mention Fain Amnesia. They're, they're not like, we're going to skip it. We're not going to do it. They didn't even make any reference to it. It was so bizarre. <laughs> this is a mystery.
0: This is a mystery. And so, well, as far as I can tell, it's not a hated song. Um, I mean, on the wiki, it's it's ranked 505 out of 910. But what does that really mean? It's an average of 8.07, so that's still... I mean, it's still right. ranked at an 8. <laughs> right. People rank very highly on here. Um, and that's why you shouldn't be mad about me giving Al's mandatory fun of 4 <laughs> out of 5 stars, because I had to stack it up against, you know, what, what, what would 5 out of 5 stars mean if every album was 5 out of 5 stars? You know what I mean? Well, every uh, yeah, Weird Al album honest,
2: is 5 out of 5 stars, but i digress
0: well yeah as as a music journalist ethically i just can't i
2: i would argue that i am a leading expert in weird al knowledge so i think my opinion counts as well (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i intro my own podcast saying the greatest band of all time
0: is they might be giants but clearly and anyone who's not already listening to this episode or a patreon supporter would probably disagree with that statement but i (laughs) <laughs> you know, you got to go, go bigger, go of home. Of course. Right? Uh, but uh, so, so we've brought up many reasons as to why it, it does not make any sense why they would not play the song. Can I just t- take another I, shot sh- at if it? If anyone out there knows, I, yeah, I just want to know if anyone out there listening has any idea, any inside information about that. Cause it makes no sense
2: to me. What else you got? Well, I just also want to point out that there was a Japanese release of the else where there's three bonus tracks. They played one of those. They played "We Live in a Dump" at that like, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. You know, actually, great. I was going
0: to bring that up. It's a great. Yeah, I kind of liken those two songs. They they kind of go together for me, um, not necessarily lyrically, but stylistically. And it almost makes me think, like a song like Fame, "Fame Amnesia" is like maybe why "We Live in a Dump" didn't make it onto the else, because I think they might be giants. Often are very conscious of being eclectic and if they're like well these two songs they're kind of in the same vein maybe we'll save that one for something else <laughs> and feign amnesia and we live in a dump are both fantastic examples of flansberg's power pop side like he's got his weird side i already talked about the song i like fun uh you know the greatest any any number of bizarre songs that he's written you know, all the way back to <laughs> Rabbit Child and Chespie's face, you know. Uh but as far as him like discovering, especially around like the Malcolm in the Middle era, like Boss of Me that he can just crank out these like catchy ass songs. Fountains of Wayne esque like just I mean catchy I think rock song. That,
2: that's probably why it's Pain
0: that's there. probably
2: why it's one of my favorite songs and why I love Fountains of Wayne and and they might be giants and you know it, it's yeah, it's it's like a weird crossover. I I hadn't put that together.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know, and I've mentioned this on a bunch of episodes. Um this is what happens when you have a different guest every time. It's like I've already said this a bunch. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Uh <clears throat> that that well when I talked to Adam in his package, Adam Goren, on the See the Constellation episode, which was pretty early on. I mean, it was in the first six months of the podcast. Um he, I like on the episode I kind of like had this light bulb over my head. And I'm like, this is like the turning point for flans where he's like, you know, we can be really weird, but I think I'm also good at like a, just a rock song. <laughs> Cause like see the constellation. I mean, it was still the duo era, but it's got DD Dee Dee Ramone counting off the song. It's, you know, just like shout, like people just shout and pump their fists at that song live. And I think that's where flans was like, I'm pretty good at this too. And they've made good coin off of Flans's just pop <laughs> sensibilities and just like guitar based songs. I mean, a lot of people think of Linnell as like the pop guy and he writes all the singles. But Flans, when he wants to, like, and as the guitarist, like, if you want a song like Fame and Fame Amnesia, it's just like, just like hands in the air clapping along like i see no reason why this couldn't be a staple of the live set let alone like being played once this seems it seems like a crowd pleaser to me and i mean i could be totally off base and we both could be completely wrong and everyone thinks the song sucks <laughs> but like i don't see that that doesn't seem like an option to me this is a great song F- on all counts i mean musically what would you say is your favorite stuff about it? i know you keep saying i'm not a music guy but like (laughs) you obviously there's got to be reasons you appreciate the song like musically like taking all the lyrics out of it if it were an instrumental track i mean the guitars on the else as an album are pretty strong like the guitars it's really a guitar album um and it's notably an album that has no accordion Mm. which is weird um, but it's very guitar heavy. Are you a fan of these, this guitar rhythms and stuff that I've been, uh, doing cappella versions? Of? <laughs> I love it.
2: I, w- I just want to listen to you do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I, and I think now I can talk about the intro, the intro, and I was listening to it again. I almost forgot how weird the intro is. So the song is in D and the, the main riff starts on an A, which is in the key of D. But uh, at the beginning of the song, it starts with these weird, rare, like these weird effects. Like I think it's like a tremolo effect. And I know you've talked to, um, you know Weird Al's guitarist uh, Jim West about his, uh, yeah, about his like. I'm sure you've talked to him about all his ways he achieves his guitar sounds for parodies you know trying to dial in someone else's guitar sound is often very difficult um there's clearly like a lot of effects or stomp boxes on this first just this intro and then they completely disappear so the, the song starts with a b flat and g b flat is not in the key of d and then a d sharp which is obviously not in the key of d uh and then uh a C sharp which is in the key of D but is a weird note to land on um it so it's like this weird fake out uh where they're like this song's going to be like a Sonic Youth song and clearly you have no idea who Sonic Youth are because well they they were on the Simpsons Homer Palooza episode <laughs> it was uh, tails and knuckles uh, <laughs> there
2: too sonic the uh. (laughs) right
0: well if you saw homer palooza sonic youth does the outro simpsons theme they cover the simpsons theme (laughs) as the outro um they're very weird they came they came up in the no wave scene actually i'm not sure if the giants ever played with them but they kind of were around the same area um doing weird things because they might be giants played with a lot of odd groups like you know, butthole surfers and all these really weird bands because no one knew what to make of them. Um, and Sonic Youth are a band that a lot of people are turned off by because they dabble in dissonance and odd tunings and stuff like that. But they've had hits. They had a song on Guitar Hero when those were out. I mean, they've they they can be melodic, but oftentimes people are turned off by like the weird guitars, weird guitars. I love them. Um, it starts out like a Sonic Youth song, so it's like. Brrr. Like, this is really kind of odd. And there's these weird rhythms, uh, where I mean, it's all in four four, but there's like some weird timing. And then just all of a sudden, whoop, it just disappears. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> now I know just what to do. And it's like, it's just like, man, it's a. Uh, it's an odd choice and i i kind of wonder why i mean i don't think the intro would be a reason for them not to play it live (laughs) oh we couldn't possibly pull that off but like it's like 10 seconds long just cut it off you know it's yeah make this two minute 29 second song make it two minutes and 19 seconds you know who who cares i don't think anyone except me would miss the intro because it's like it's pretty cool to me i mean Um, it's my favorite song i would
2: miss the intro but yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, do, I mean, what what do you think about the intro as a guy who you said? You don't you told me you don't play any instruments. Did that ever strike you as odd as as, as much as it does to me? Or you're just like, that's just how the song
2: goes. It's just how the song goes. I just I don't know. Yeah. I You know, I, I like your, um, you know, calling it almost a fake out. And maybe that's. Part of why I like it so much, you know, just, you know, being a comedian is all about setting up and changing, you know, what's expected. And so maybe that's part of why I like the song so much. I don't know. I'm learning so much just talking to you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually found out through talking to to fans early on that they didn't mind when I got really deep into the theory but that's i mean i went to school for this stuff <laughs> i teach this stuff i teach elementary school so i think this is like my chance to really like like what key is this song really <laughs> in you know and i thought people would be turned off by that but apparently they like it um so what's up fellow music theory nerds uh Welcome. so the, the beginning it it totally doesn't set it doesn't set the table for the key of d it it's i don't know a b flat G. Uh, is that right that doesn't like you put the string of notes together i just played all the notes that are listed there on the guitar tab it just sounds like a cat on the piano it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't sound like anything well, maybe and the that, cat wasn't
2: available that night when they were doing the else shows so and they were like we can't do it Flan- Flansburg's cat <laughs> was out on the town
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it was a different cat than he has now. This was 2007. I mean, I guess it's possible. The cat's still alive. It could be. could be the same cat. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, it just totally throws you off. You're like, this is going to be a weird one. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But that's why I love them is if it was all weird ones or it was all poppy ones, I mean, that's, that's why they're so great.
2: You can just, I mean, I don't know how, how often I'll just hit the random button and just listen to They Might Be Giants on Random. It's a completely different experience every song. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's kind of similar to, to Weird Al, too, because he does go all over the place with style, and um, it's it's just interesting. You know, it's, it's almost funny to listen to... It, it, a less eclectic artist, and it's just like it's all the same thing. It's like this is all the same song. <laughs> you listen to an album, it's like, all right, well, where's the next song? This this song was thirty yeah. minutes.
0: <laughs> I know, and my my own band has been criticized. I mean, not criticized, but like some reviews we've gotten. Uh, my band Outdoor Valor, with I mean, it's me and my wife for a while. Uh, we're in our John Henry era. We're now a five piece. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it was it'll be, be for, my favorite uh, era for then. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he checks out like uh, uh actually yeah more than one of our releases has been reviewed and the people have said um that they were confused i don't know if confused was the word they used but like people have basically said like this is just like every song is like a different genre and i'm like that's just kind of what i like right. i mean i grew right. up on name of right. giants and weird Al, and it's like this song is its own thing The thing tying it together is that I'm singing it, you know, or my wife is singing it. I
2: I think I told you a little bit off the air. I, I, you know, everything's mixing together, but um, I actually had a a song on the Dr. Demento show twice in the past year. And um, so I've done a couple songs with my buddy Christian. We call ourselves Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulars. We have three songs uh, (laughs) (laughs) so far. And I had a... a, Honey, where's the spatula? (laughs) I also had a band in high school uh, called um, Carbonated Meat, and uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of the same way. I, you know, I'm not a musician, but I'm when I'm involved with music, it's all very different because that's just, I guess that's what I like too. So it it makes sense yeah. that that's what you would be doing. Even my other band, my
0: punk band, Doppelpopulus, like, <laughs> I mean, we're very thoroughly a punk band. That's a C-Lab 2021 reference. I don't know if you watched that show. Um, so Dafa Pobles, we uh, a review of our first EP, someone called it, said it was like musical whiplash. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, that's our genre Yes, now. that's amazing. Musical whiplash. Because like, oh, we. I mean, we have three front men. We're essentially a super group of sorts. No, but all three of us have been front men in bands. Um, and me and the drummer switch like he plays drums on half the songs and I That's play drums awesome. on the other half of the songs. We switched to guitar. <laughs> so like there is a big variety of stuff for a punk band. Our bassist songs are more hardcore and screamy. Um our Johnny's songs are very, very much pop punk and catchy and maybe some emo stuff. And mine Tend to veer more towards like heavy guitar effects and some kind of shoegazy stuff. So, uh, musical whiplash. I was like, I'm gonna wear that with pride because again, like they might be giants. It's like I don't want to get bored. Right. They clearly don't want to get bored. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. Don't you think it song, takes a? It's
2: not a weird. Don't one. you think it takes a? It's not a weird one. I don't, it takes a better musician to have a diverse style like that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did a Bowie tribute band after he died uh for about three months we only played a couple shows it was more just for fun than anything (laughs) you know Uh, and that was probably one of the hardest things i've ever done musically because spanning bowie's catalog and i don't know if you're familiar with more than the hits but like he was known as a guy who was like genre jumping like every album was different or he right. had these little periods right. like a couple of folky albums a couple of glam albums dancey albums experimental albums with brian eno so like learning a like a greatest hits of bowie i mean honestly he actually only had only one number one hit he was always a little too weird for everybody i guess you know a lot of mm. that came close but like i was just all over the place i could play keyboards on some i play guitar on others and just like dialing in guitar sounds and figuring out the style of them was a lot of work because they were all so different um but it was a lot of fun it was a lot of work but it was really fun and so they might have giants yeah have done that but it's almost more like he would go like this is a Glam rock album, you know, this is my dance pop album. Whereas they might be giants, like within an album, it's like da, 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 you know, all these <laughs> crazy genres. Uh, uh, man, but Fan Amnesia is right in Flans's wheelhouse, and I've no clue why they would skip it if they're gonna pick one song. It doesn't make sense to me, and I think a lot of super fans who've seen them a million times were probably right with you and be like skip mesopotamians we've heard it <laughs> right a right. billion times play feign amnesia anyway i mean so we talked about the music are are you a, a lyrical um do you get into interpretations much because i mean your favorite musician weird Al getting into parody lyrics i mean that's kind of a different thing to approach lyrics when they're a parody of other lyrics I don't know. I guess that's a whole other level oh, yeah. of analyzing lyrics, but do you analyze lyrics? And if so, what do you make of this song? Fain amnesia. We've already been riffing off the title for <laughs> like a several times, but uh, wh- what do you think of the
2: lyrics? Yeah. Um, I I've never, I don't know. I, I guess for, they might be giants. I've never taken too much, too much. Um, I don't want to say this. I, I the lyrics haven't been the reason that I like the songs. Understanding the lyrics have er, is not why I like the song. I like the song because I like the song, um, and I mm-hmm. feel that way about this song. Uh, certainly, in preparation, as I was waiting for your email, I was <laughs> <laughs>
0: that never came the email that I don't never even came. know your email
2: address. <laughs> it's this
0: might be a pod oh, okay. at yeah I, I, know, right? I know you gave me your email address and then just nothing came i just ghosted you, you. ghosted me just totally just disappeared um, you know set up the episode and just did
2: never called yeah so i mean i would say with most they might be giant songs i kind of have an idea of what i think they're about um but i, uh-huh. I would say this I, I i've said this is my favorite song i'm reading the lyrics today and i Was like I don't remember that line of the song. (laughs) Yeah, like which one? Um. Then my sister lied. Didn't need that ride. I I, like that. Didn't has never stuck out to me. Um, for some reason, uh, I never Mm -hmm. thought about that line. I've always just thought of faint amnesia as just being kind of a literal song, um, just about not wanting to remember a thing
1: (laughs) you know it's kind of just like you know something
2: bad happened and i i just want to pretend it didn't happen and that's kind of how i've always thought of the song um i was reading through uh some of the interpretations and none of them kind of hit you know exactly the nail on the head that i i feel like but i agree with a lot of what I, what i'm reading you know some people are making it kind of political um you know some people yeah, are yeah. are you know saying it's about a relationship and I, I guess i i fall closer to relationship than political um when i hear this mm-hmm. song
0: a lot of people tie the else like i got into this deep on the i'm impressed episode and i mentioned like that's you know they they rarely get outright political i mean on twitter they would you know flay and swear right get political um but in their songs it tends to be there's a lot more metaphor there's layers there where people have to kind of but it's it's pretty widely accepted that i'm impressed you know gorilla beats his chest like it's about george bush and the war on terror and they have admitted that like while it's not like a concept album or something that it is it was uh, like the cloud over that whole bush era for them uh just kind of influenced the music and uh um, and isn't it so weird
2: to look the, back the, at the, the bush cloud and it looks like a rainbow
0: <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say that like when you when you make george bush like it look like a competent president yeah yeah I, I won't even mention that guy's name i guess you could say i like fun is there for that presidency um yeah so i mean the quote i've, I've said this on other episodes but i might as well say it, that, that uh Flan said, before the project had a name, all my files were just in a folder called During the War. Hmm. It's not the topic, but it is the backdrop. It was the thing that's happening that's just sort of poisoning everything around it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Linnell has a quote on that, too. Uh, we're in the wake of the Iraq War, so we were kind of feeling bad all the time because of the shitty government that we had. So they have acknowledged in interviews that the album is darker. And I mean, that's why I like it. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, they were giants. I wouldn't say I've ever put out an angry album because even a lot of their darker songs sound very sunny and happy. And that's kind of the fun, the cool thing about them. You know, they hide that darkness. Um,
2: I feel like John Henry's they, a dark they, album too, in, in a yes, way. And that's why yeah. I,
0: they, those two are, are very much linked in my mind as well. I would agree with that hundred percent. Um, so feign amnesia though i feel like it's a little bigger stretch to make this one political like some of those people were yeah yeah because the very top thing it's about alberto gonzalez's testimony to the senate judiciary which at this point i do not remember that at all Me Neither. i don't know who that so, is uh, yeah <laughs> here here i i'm just gonna highlight that drop it in google and see what happens here we go yeah <laughs>
2: This page will come up, probably. Brothers tab.
0: Okay, so... Okay. um, April 20th, 2007. Well, first of all, April 20th, 2007. The Else came out... May 15th, 2007. So, I don't think they wrote this song (laughs) and released it really quick, less than a month later. (laughs) So, you're wrong, dude. Uh, yeah, all I'm seeing is Gonzalez endures harsh panel with harsh session with Senate panel, something about the dismissal of U.S. attorneys. I don't know, Uh, whatever. uh, So, uh, it's not about that, clearly. Okay, so (laughs) not about that. that. That's we can dismiss that right now. Uh, the timing doesn't line up, dude. Sorry. Um. Yeah, because this is towards the end of the Bush presidency, they were writing it, you know, the year before or whatever. But you know, a year later, Obama would be elected. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, I think you're right about the relationship thing, or it could be about a boss. Like a lot of Flans has a running theme about. I mean Flans I mean he probably consider himself like a socialist and you know a union supporter he's very much a lefty and you know sticking it to the man is something that Flans has sung about a lot or like about hating like the grind of a job you don't want to do right. a boss right. that's an asshole like that kind of stuff it comes up a lot and this could be something like where it's funny. I just, I just actually just said this to a coworker of mine, this new teacher, the art teacher at my school. It's like her second year, and you know, I don't give her any unsolicited advice or anything. But sometimes she'll ask me about stuff, and I'll, and I'll be like, Yeah, I mean, sometimes with your boss. And I hope my principals aren't listening right now. Feel <laughs> <laughs> um, like you know, I mean, a lot of people pull this move where it's like it's better to just feign ignorance and uh, apologize later. You know, just feel like. Just go ahead and do what you were thinking you were going to do. Whatever you think would be good to do. I mean, obviously we're not talking about like doing something horrible, but like if you're not sure you could just do it. And if they said, oh, I didn't really like that, you say, sorry, I didn't know. Cute. <laughs> so like faint amnesia could be like along those lines where it's like, like where it says I'll look busy just for you. Yep. Makes me think like you're working at a job where like, yeah, but like you're, yeah. you're like data entry and you're like surfing, you're surfing the weird owl wiki yeah. or you're on tmbw.net and like your manager's coming over like, just shit, close that tab. You just like start typing.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I'll look busy just for you. Click, 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 click. Right. So I, I don't know. A relationship, a boss. It's yeah about something that. Something bad happens. Or maybe it's about all those things. It's just about trouble. someone who
2: just has had bad experiences yeah. throughout their life, and they're just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start fresh. I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the relationship thing definitely is is a stronger guess because it says, I mean, the, the pronouns and stuff that are in this, I mean, well, it says... Hers are the brains floating on an upstream train. Hers are the brains, barbarians and seeds, the lost and the remains. First of all, that's just like an incredible string of lyrics. Something I could never come up with. Um, I mean, he's referencing a woman. So it's, is it about Condoleezza Rice? <laughs> I don't think so.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, well, so, like, someone mentioned that barbarians, yeah. seeds, the lost and the remains are all bands. So tying that to um, sidewalk being sidewalk cafe is what someone said they would call this music venue. Sidewalk. Um,
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's capitalizing the lyrics, huh? Okay. With that crazy guy dancing behind us. So hold on, which interpretation is this? Because I did not read them all. Lots of times I avoid them. (laughs) I
2: skimmed through them. I skimmed through them. I didn't read them completely, but um, I guess I had never thought of that those words being uh band names um outside of sidewalk i guess that um i mean that makes sense that that's a venue um
0: yeah i'm looking it up right now sidewalk cafe in the east village um yeah let's see if it's still open oh sidewalk cafe closes after 30 years in the east village In 2019, Sidewalk Cafe closed. Hmm. Bummer. But yeah, in 2007, But that makes sense, right? I mean, it... Was still, yeah, a place that they could have played. Um, Well, I mean... But but then you look at the line, Uh,
2: you know, maybe they they saw some bands that were kind of shitty. Then there's this crazy... Um, guy, maybe, uh, flirting with the girl, the forced smiles and all the laughing. She's flirting. She wants to get with him. She lied that she didn't need the ride. So she took the ride with mm-hmm. this guy and she died. I, I don't know. And they, now he wants to forget, yeah, like sure. he could have prevented his sister's death. I don't know. Jeez.
0: Yeah. you well, really took it in a dark direction there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy guy. Yeah. forced smiles and laughing. Yep. I mean, it's about, yeah, I mean, it could be that dark because it's They Might Be Giants. With a lot of other bands, I'd say, oh, it couldn't possibly be that. But with them, anything goes, any kind of death and dismemberment. Um, Well, like
2: the, I I don't, I'm sure you've discussed this before or or thought about it, but the whole, the song, the end of the tour, the interpretation that it's about, you know, someone dying, (laughs) essentially, in a car crash. Yeah, I don't know if they admitted that or if that's just what it is, but maybe there's a connection that was episode one of the really? podcast
0: was the end of the tour. I'm actually, actually, I was curious if you know my friend, David Britton, hmm. he's, is a Santa comedian and he, I met him in Bloomington and he lived in Bloomington, Indiana for a long time, but he now lives in, uh, upstate New York. Really? I, Ithaca, Ithaca, I want to say. Yeah. That's a, that's a um, little far
2: from me, but I was planning to see them in Ithaca. I had ticket to see them, uh, on the, Ithaca is cool. On the flood tour. Um, so I'll, I'll probably yeah, go back out there. Yeah. It's a it's a great um, it's a great venue. I saw Al there a few years ago too.
0: I could be wrong about Ithaca. He's moved around a little bit,
2: and his I, I looked him up on yeah. You should his you should connect it us. connect does that information. I mean, but they might Giants fan, comedian around this area. Sounds great. I would love to connect.
0: Hey, yeah, he's been <laughs> on the end of the tour episode and the Stompbox episode just last. Oh, very year. cool. Super funny guy. I met him playing his radio show. He used to sh- he used to throw. You know, rock shows at the All Ages Club in Bloomington, Very and stuff cool. like that. Super cool guy. Yeah, David Britton. He has a, he has a blog called uh, Stories About Wizards. <laughs> he just writes fictional stories. I think you guys are really. Good he sounds well, great. Nothing about it. he's storytellers and comedians. I love yeah. That. Um. But yeah, you can find his uh, his his album. Uh, you know, I'll plug him. as the dude who helped me kick off this podcast uh, with the episode one his uh his album is on spotify and Bandcamp and all that stuff uh the history of the universe just came out last year is his uh his latest stand-up album nice he's done a few yeah the history of the universe um yeah so uh, back to the lyrics anyway the i mean just like any good they might be giant song it's not cut and dry um
2: so I could mean, the guy you know, we can be at work? till the cows come, and home. he's having trouble working uh-huh. because he keeps thinking about his sister dying. So he's pretending to be busy, but it's yeah. the anniversary of his sister's death, and so he's going to look busy and he's going to pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. He wishes it wasn't yeah. true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish it wasn't true. Yeah, I mean, the sister. So like the word "sister" is not mentioned until the very end. Yeah. So yours? Are you assuming that all of the hers that are mentioned before are the sister? And I guess. So who's the you in the song? I'll look busy just for you. I like
2: your interpretation of it being the boss.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll look busy just for you, and then yeah, now I know just what to do: feign amnesia and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot." Right. <laughs> Even if you did. Right. I've pulled that move before. I mean, I think everyone has where it's like you were just late to something and you're like, oh, I forgot what time we were supposed to start. (laughs) Like you knew what time it started. I will say I have
2: (laughs) genuinely forgot. But yeah, I've also lied. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've all
0: told those little lies. Is that that big a deal? Um, Yeah. I, you know, honestly, it's one of those songs that I think we're just going to have to wonder about it and. You know, uh, I think it could be about any and all of those things. Like you said, a boss, uh, a, a female boss, a boss, uh,
2: your sister was your boss. <laughs> you <know? laughs> her ghost is haunting you and you're trying to be busy yeah. while you're trying not to think about I mean,
0: her. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. The important thing I think is just how fun it is to sing. It's so fun to sing. The, and the rhythm, I think one of the things I like best about the is the the rhythm of the melody because it's so broken up. Uh, you know, it's like, now I know just know what, just to, what do. to do. Those big gaps in there, yeah. I'll look just busy for just you. for you. Yeah. And like the guitar, yeah, it kind of alternates. I'll look busy. Like that's a really cool, really cool trick. Very, you know, simple on its surface, but very effective um, little, little trick there. And yeah, faint amnesia. And just that little, the little amnesia, like that little warble in the harmony that just like is parallel right over it. Flayne's harmonizing himself up in his high register. It's just, ah, kisses, kiss, <laughs> as, uh, you know, as they say on Twitter. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have that much more to say about the lyrics, honestly, just that I, I like them. It's one of those things like you said, like, I like them don't really need to know what they're about if to like yeah it.
2: i mean it, it, i think as a if you're a they might be giants fan and you have to understand the song to like it you're gonna have a bad time because there's just <laughs> <laughs> there's too much going on i mean i i i like to think that there is a secret agenda that they always have when they write the songs but i think probably sometimes they just write nonsense lyrics because they're fun or they sound good i mean i feel like they're trying to trick us sometimes <laughs> i say we move into the covers section we are
0: i knew getting two podcasters together we would just talk and i knew it wouldn't be a problem uh filling gotta fill this air time <laughs> people are holding me accountable on patreon now gotta fill the air uh but for, i mean i think with our covers section we could we could probably move along let's, uh and let's talk just about do the top girls. 10
2: covers just to keep it quick okay well <laughs>
0: <laughs> top 10 fan image <laughs> covers it's yeah with twisting i had to narrow it down i had to whittle it down <laughs> i think i found 20 covers wow. and i played six wow. six yeah something like that you so, gotta have the spooky yeah, are, girls on your show <laughs> uh, uh, yeah maybe i mean they're they're in they're from maine i don't know what happened to these guys because they haven't released anything since 2014 um, I'm guessing the band is probably broke up, but it would be cool to find one of the guys, Adam Hosack. Uh, are they still spooky? Has uh, are they still spooky? <laughs> Adam Hosack. It has a link to his own band camp, but that hasn't
2: released anything since 2016. Maybe they—they're probably dead. They, they died, <laughs> and that's what this song is about—is that about them dying? The same way that they it's died. about that Senate guy, Alberto Gonzalez. They co-
0: <laughs> right. They covered the song. <laughs> And it was a prelude to their own (laughs) demise. I think, yeah, so (laughs) obviously. um, So, uh, so they covered the album in full. And what's fun is that the else is only 13 tracks, their covers album has 15 tracks. I don't know if you (laughs) look at the full track list, but it's got I'm Impressed and then Take Out the Trash Interlude and then Take Out the Trash. And I've done that episode. Those both got played on Take Out the Trash uh, like a year and a half ago. Uh, And then "Faint Amnesia is the other song that gets an interlude. So for the one song (laughs) that did not get played at your show, Spooky Girls like it enough that they did it twice. They did it twice. And so I'm going to go ahead and just I'm going to play the interlude first. Do you play it in full or are we going
2: to?
0: I usually play clips. But I think in this case, since these are the only (laughs) covers, I'm just going to play them in full. And the interlude's only a minute and three seconds and involves them laughing and intentionally mispronouncing the word (laughs) feign. So let's listen to that. Spookygirls.bandcamp.com.
1: Now, I know I just want to do (laughs) Fagin. Amnesia. (laughs) Amnesia. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Let's not do that Fagan, as a clarification Fagin Fagin Amnesia Fagin Okay Amnesia uh, Take out space On my computer it, it likes it Okay I'm nervous Just roll with it baby Now I know just what to do Fagin okay let's <laughs> <laughs> let's just like are <laughs> you alright I'm good I'm just I just started losing track very early on all <laughs> right. it's hard to get into yeah it is
0: so then the proper cover <laughs> I'll just yeah I'll just go okay now here's the proper cover now
1: Is half new, like a volume beyond comprehension. If the bass won't get you, the treble will get you. Stream, strain Hers, Hers are, are in the, the brains. brains. And lost in the remains. We were standing outside on the sidewalk. Okay, well, we stopped the instrument track. We can just fill it in. Yeah. Where do you want to start from? Well, that. Okay, yeah. Hers, Hers are, are the, the brains. brains. Floating on an upstream train Hers are the brains Barbarians and seeds The lost and the remains We were standing outside of the sidewalk With a crazy guy dancing by
0: So what 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 do you make of these? What uh, do you like the little intro? No. It's kind of a funny little hate it.
2: intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you know what uh, I wish I could say something nice about it. I can't. <laughs> well, I like it. And
0: I was playing it for my wife upstairs too. Cause I was like, I can't find every, and it covers this song. She's like, what songs? I'm like, fan amnesia." She's like, what's what, which one's that? And like, it's the one before Mesopotamia. She's like, oh yeah. Um, and curses. Oh, she, she, she likes it. Yeah. But yeah, right. Um, it's, it's tough being that low in the track list. Uh, and the, yeah. And, and yeah, in and the opening act to Mesopotamians, but anyway, um, To me, the interlude, and this band as a whole, and this whole covers album, I have played them on every else episode, like I said. And the thing that's fun about this for me is that it just sounds like two guys just having a ball (laughs) and just fucking around. Like, it just sounds so fun. Like, to me, and then when it comes to the proper cover, A lot of people might listen to it and be like, ugh, that's uh their singing is off. They're whatever. To me though, I know the difference between a bad cover and a raw cover or a lo fi cover. Does that make sense? Like, you know yeah. Like a cover that's played badly will not get played on this show because I don't I don't want to badmouth anybody. I don't want to pick apart something like I have I've critiqued covers. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, this little thing, maybe they could have changed the key so it fit their voice better. So, you know, constructive criticism. I'm a music teacher. I do that all day. <laughs> I I, wouldn't, I would hate to disparage someone from making music that is the opposite of what I want to do. But uh, with these guys, some people might not like these covers that have, they're probably like, oh, great, Spooky Girls again, <laughs> uh, even for the fifth time. Um, over 140 episodes. Whatever number this ends up being. But like to me, the Faint Amnesia cover sounds like two guys in a room with like a banjo and some sort of trash can or something they're banging on. It's like, and just like the cover, they're holding a trash can <laughs> lid and they're in the woods. It sounds like two teenagers, like in rural Maine, just fucking around over the summer of 2012. <laughs> And recording every song on an album that they clearly yeah. love. They would not, the, I mean, you'd probably ask them and may, they'd probably agree with you that the else is their favorite or one of their favorite, they might be giant songs. Why would you cover an album in full if you didn't right. love it? Oh, of course. And to me, it just sounds like they're having a blast.
2: I will say about uh, this cover, it is the absolute best cover I've ever heard of Fan Amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> So you don't really like? No, it, I, you know, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm of course joking uh, because it's the only cover I've ever heard. Uh, no, I, you know, it's, it's something where um, I enjoyed it when I was listening to it, and um, I, I don't know how I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't listen to it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, that's not what you know. I, I'm interested in they might be giants. I'm not interested in spooky girls. So. <laughs> you know
0: i yeah (laughs) i will say that i i i stand
2: for spooky girls i just love just i liked it and it it did it it brought me back to when i was in high school in carbonated meat just having fun with my friends and yeah i was i was harsh on the interlude but you know it was it was fine i mean that's the kind of thing i would have put on you know my album so i I totally get it it's not something i want to listen to um but i'm glad i did (laughs) listen to it I
0: feel like the interlude was maybe almost like that cutting room floor yeah. type Oh, stuff, yeah. They were just like, that was They funny. couldn't stop Keep laughing. They had
2: to put it in. It, yeah, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's cute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I enjoy it. It's just scrappy, lo fi, <laughs> just raw, just a couple guys yeah. just having fun. And so, spookygirls.bandcamp.com, free download for an entire Else Covers album. If you, like Ethan and I, really love the Else it's free you know go get
2: it, if I, you would, like it. I would you know, listen to not. the spooky girls uh, before i would listen to like taylor swift i'll tell you that much i mean yeah, okay. just because i don't want to listen yeah. to them they're, they're still much higher Potting on my list than many many artists
0: you're gonna get some hate mail from all those taylor swift fans they're they're a harsh crew now all the ones who listen to this oh yeah i'm sure the crossover the crossover is huge yeah so now it's time for you to score this song So here's the hard
2: part. It's your favorite.
0: (laughs) I mean, is it a 10? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: if, if, what what other they might be giant songs for you would be a 10 is what I'm curious hmm,
1: about.
2: Hmm. I mean, none jump out immediately. It's tough because I love all of their songs so much. I mean, it it would almost be easier to, to point out songs that I didn't love. Um, which I, would prefer not to do, right. but, um, you know, fan really anything on the else I think is a 10. I, I just, I love the album as a whole. They're all so good. Um, you know, all the lazy boyfriends is a, a recent 10. Uh, one of the more recent 10s that I just, I, I yeah. love that song yeah. so much. Um, great song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, a, you're a Flans guy, aren't I you? I guess. <laughs> yeah. I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. You know, um, we we spoke uh, briefly about my radio show. I wanted to mention, since this is the, the only listening audience that probably would care about this. Uh, so I had a show called Alternative to Sleeping with Ethan Allman. I named it that because it was on at two in the morning. And um, it was the alternative <laughs> nice. to sleeping is staying up until four in the morning to listen to my radio show <laughs> once a week um and only later did i realize that alternative to sleeping with ethelman could be uh innuendo ish uh, yeah. <laughs> but it fit so i, yeah, I did that show great. for about eight years um mainly what i did is i played stand-up comedy and i interviewed comedians and celebrities and just people i liked so that's where i interviewed flansburg yeah. twice and linnell once um, you know, I, I interviewed Weird Al, Jimmy Fallon, Lewis Black, you know, l- lot oh, of a wow. lot of really cool people over the years. Um Damn, turned into yeah. more of an interview show than anything. Um but uh because i had a a a college radio show when they did the uh dial a song um radio network i got to join that um because my name started with an a alternative sleeping with ethan allman i was pretty high up on the list which was pretty cool uh so they would they would send me mp3s i got like free swag and Flansburg actually wrote like a um a promo for my show and um it's so good (laughs) That's, that's amazing. I think, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that song definitely gets a lot of airplay because when does your favorite band write you a song, <laughs> you know? Dude, that is an honor, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I know they did the song for the Mueller She Wrote podcast, and I talked to that host. Um, so that's, I mean, the most recent I can think of. I mean, podcasts are kind of like the modern radio show. Right. And uh, so they've been bestowed with that honor as
2: well. But you, I mean, that's that's big. really cool yeah mm-hmm. i i certainly yeah. had when i had that radio show played it as often as possible <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you can imagine <laughs> i don't blame you
0: yeah i mean i mean fuck jim jim west did your theme he song, did right? yeah so so there you go. I mean, you're just, you're on a roll here. <laughs> Weird <Al's man>.
2: original <laughs> guitarist for 40 years. Uh, yeah, he did the Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast theme song. And as soon as we like settled on a name, we were like, before we could do anything else, we're like, we need a theme song. Let's ask Jim. And Jim was yeah. so gracious yeah. and. It's just really effing amazing. It's such a great theme song. (laughs) Not to tune our own horns, but it's just, it's, 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 it's surreal to, to, you know, the guy (laughs) who, you know, it's, it's not Al who who drew a theme song, but I mean, that would be amazing. But it's like the guy who literally has played guitar on every song that I love my entire life did a song for us. And it's just, it's so cool.
0: And I mean, you hear it, you can tell it's. I mean, it's of the Weird Al style because he is the guy that he did the. Yeah, I mean, knows Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, better than anyone, right? If if anyone's gonna figure out how to make a song sound like a Weird Al song, it would be the guitarists, right? Weird Al's can't, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it sounds like a Weird Al. It song, does. It- right, you can tell it's not Al's voice, but like, I mean, he. He sings back up on some weird oh, oh, stuff right. all the time, right?
2: yeah, especially on tour. Yeah, so like his voice, right, his voice be like, it sounds familiar. And he just won that's a Grammy. Weirdo, so we familiar. we have a Grammy oh, award winner who did our theme song <laughs> wow. for our little weird out podcast. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's nice cool. Dude. That's that's amazing. It's cool. Yeah. So so you gave it a yes. 10. I am going to have to go lower just because my 10s are very much reserved for things like Dr. Worm and she's an angel and you know birdhouse and stuff like that uh i have given some deeper cuts really high scores there are some that have surprised people i don't like to be too obvious and i do have my weird favorites like faint amnesia being your favorite i think a lot of people consider that kind of weird not that not that they'd say it's a bad bad song but they kind of be like oh all right you know kind of like surprising absolutely Um, yeah i agree Oh, but as as far as, like, pop rock songs goes, like, I almost want to rate it higher just as, like, it's, like, the underdog. It's, like, like I want to go to the next show and be, like,
2: Fane Amnesia, Happy
0: Amnesia. And be, like, who's saying that? We hate that song. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go. Mm. Um, hold on. Let me see what I gave We Live in a Dump. Because I guess it kind of put those together i gave that a 7.9 we can um, do points i didn't know we could do
2: points i thought it was solid numbers what are you going 9.9 no i i would still do 10 but i just didn't know that <laughs>
0: <laughs> he hasn't listened to the show enough people i listened um, to
2: a I, couple episodes i listened to the one with spencer park spencer's uh, a friend and he oh um,
0: i'm meeting up with him this weekend. oh he's great I,
2: I did his podcast with dave and uh, he's a listener and supporter of ours. So the dictionary or the, the other dictionary? One?
0: Okay, yeah, I did some guest episodes of that too. I've did I did two. I will two I will say,
2: meetings. you know, you know, you know, my track record on non weird L non they might be John's music. I'm not a podcast guy. I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I don't listen to my own podcasts. So, um, <laughs> it's funny how many podcasters say that. <laughs> the, the fact that I've listened to a couple episodes of yours. is means that it's one of my most listened to podcasts in the world.
0: <laughs> you're, you're an odd fellow, I must say. <laughs> a podcast, a guy who podcasts about music who doesn't listen to podcasts or music. <laughs> it's a living. You're you're a you're a riddle wrapped in a puzzle wrapped in a enigma. Wrapped in a warm flower shirt. <laughs> I think I am giving this song just under. I. I honestly, I think I prefer We Live in a Dump, but I don't think it should have replaced it at that show. I just think We Live in a Dump is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go seven point five, because uh, it is a great song. And anything above a seven on this. Let's show, let's say seven point six on my. Let's say seven point six, Greg. Okay. <laughs> let's just. You're trying to change mine. <laughs> Yeah, you know, six point nine, hey. nice. but seven point <laughs> seven point
2: nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think seven point five is the way to go. Seven point five me, one, but that is ten 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 point one. Yes, <laughs> it's just above perfect. <laughs> so as as we've been talking throughout, we've been plugging uh, David Ethan's two thousand inch podcast. And you you can do it. There's David you know, Ethan's even 2000 inch, inch every member Weird
2: Al podcast. It is all about oh, okay. Weird Al. Sorry, it's me. about the life. It's about the career. It's <laughs> about the universe of Weird Al. We talk to everyone. From... I think people listening. I think it's pretty clear that we're talking about Weird Al. Well that goes okay okay yeah. uh but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we've had everyone from portugal the man on their are big uh weird al fans we we yeah? had uh oh, you know jonah since. raisman on a few times uh we've been lucky enough to have weird al's own drummer john bermuda schwartz he, he's come on a number of times premiering unheard yeah. and rare weird al audio uh that has premiered he seems like the coolest he's the guy. greatest he's yeah. the absolute greatest um so it's it's really a show um it's just a love letter to weird al And he likes it because he uh, told us he listens to it. So, uh, (laughs) never.
0: (laughs) That's, yeah, man. I know that management, uh, they might be Giants management, has heard the podcast at least enough to confirm that I'm playing things I'm not supposed to play (laughs) and and then making me edit, re edit them. Um, I don't know if the Johns have listened. I mean, obviously, Danny has listened. I believe Marty listened. I mean, he, you know, before he came on, um, I don't know if Miller's listened, but you know it's it's in their ear enough, like they're aware of it, and that's enough for me at this point. Um, maybe next time you talk to Al, you could say like, "Oh, hey, this, you know, I know you're the Might Be Giants fan. Uh, you wrote, yeah. Have a, you heard? A pastiche, there's a story I heard. You know, everything you know is wrong.
2: Yeah. It was have a- you heard the story that Al was at? I mean, Al is is vocally a they Might Be Giants fan. It's it's you know he, yeah. he, in interviews and stuff he's always yeah. said he's a, a they might be giants fan um, and he did um everything you know is wrong off bad hair day is a, a mm. pastiche uh-huh. of they might be giants yep. um, and it's also mm-hmm. it's it's a, a amazing original that is tip, typically a fan yeah. favorite everyone loves that song um I, the, the story I heard, and I can't remember where I heard it, something like maybe someone having to do with They Might Be Giants wrote a book and said this or something, that Al was at a show, wanted to say hi to them backstage, and he was denied because the Johns didn't want uh, to be associated with him and have people think that their music was novelty and uh, you know any anything like his music or something. So that, that kind of bummed me out when I heard that. I don't know how true it is. Yeah
0: i i've heard that story as well i don't think i heard that specifically that he was denied uh, entrance or something to yeah or they they said that that seems a little harsh to me i don't think the johns would be like uh no (laughs) send him away send uh, no i shan't be talking to that (laughs) man with the mustache oh he shaved his mustache i don't know (laughs) these these things i don't pay attention to novelty music (laughs) uh <laughs> they talk like that you know on stage. um I, I but i have heard that because people like you said there's so much overlap yeah. with the phantom yeah. people are like you should tour with weird al and they've flat out said like i mean what i've heard is that they've been very diplomatic about it and been like we respect weird al and we like his music However, that you know, we were we worried that people would think of our music as comedy music, and they take their music very seriously right. despite a, there being a lot of laugh out loud moments and they make oh, yeah. the giant songs. So there's there's this kind of more dark comedy, Weird Alice is definitely family friendly comedy. There's a ton of overlap in the phantom, but they have said that they wouldn't Tour with him. I mean, they've also said there's also like a thing with Ween too. I don't know if you're a Ween fan, but they're another duo that has put out a bunch of different genre experiments, some funny stuff. They're maybe a little more crass, but uh, they've said they don't want to tour with Ween, or Ween said they don't want to tour. They might be giants, because that's another one where people are like, "This totally makes <laughs> sense," and they're like, "No, no, we're not like them at all." I don't know. You know, they might be giants. Think they're so special because <laughs> they <laughs> they're are special anyway uh so thanks ethan for coming on the show that was uh i mean for an for a song that has no information <laughs> about it anywhere no it's one cover no live versions uh you know we cracking the two hour mark i'd say is an achievement in podcasting uh and we should get our own star on the podcasting walk let's before. do it oh
2: we'll ha- i'll have dave raise forty thousand dollars <laughs>
0: or whatever it costs now
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so people go listen to uh david Ethan's. let me get it right this time david Ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast yeah uh you
2: can find it everywhere i assume yeah. i listen to it on
0: the apple podcast but it's all
2: 2000 two inch.com inch or at 2000 inch on social media you can find us it's there not hard go. to find us just just search the and best <laughs> weird al podcast in the world and we'll, we'll come right up <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, anything else
0: to plug? I mean, like you said, shows are not really coming yeah. back yet. I don't know. Do you have anything else?
2: Jeez, um, I should have thought about this. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a I just the <laughs> podcast that's taking up uh, all of my free time lately. We're we've we're working on some really oh, fun God, stuff. I hear that. We've got some great interviews in the can and uh yeah, we just I mean we're we're loving it and it's it's so fun to do a awesome. podcast and it's so great to get to uh, chat with someone else who's a giant they might be giants fan. I mean, it, I could talk about them all day and and uh we should uh we should definitely have you on to to help us figure out oh. what um everything you know is wrong is about you can give us the musical breakdown for us oh (laughs) dude
0: yeah that would be amazing that would be amazing and you should come on another episode here so i should get you that spreadsheet link again um i mean it would that would require it would be right it would require an email uh,
2: though so i i know that doesn't really happen uh, (laughs)
0: i'll just send it to you in a twitter dm that's 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 i I don't want you having any of my information. yeah i I understand i understand (laughs) (laughs) my girl will call your girl we'll
2: We'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> with, with, with that said, email me, this might be a pod at gmail <laughs> and uh, leave me voicemails 224-801-2930. This might be a podcast.com is the place to go for things. Uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, I will have a redesigned website cause I'm looking into that. Cool. Um, now that I have the Patreon money, I'm like, just keep putting it back into the show. It's never going to be my living. I mean, yeah, we do it because we love it. Absolutely. Right? And uh, it, it's super fun to talk about shit you like and have people listen to it. I mean, that's that's <laughs> like the cool thing. Um, and, yeah, we are a Punk News podcast. And I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm tired. And I have one more day of school as of this recording. One more day of school. And I am on summer break. And I'm headed to Chicago to do, actually, the first uh, meet-and-greet of sorts for This Might Be a Podcast. I'm meeting up with Spencer, who has been an awesome supporter of the show uh, since day one. Like, I think he's, if not the first, the second Patreon subscriber like immediately upon launch. That's of our so Patreon. awesome. Uh, so, so I'll be seeing him. Um, Send my love in two days. He's the greatest. Uh, yeah. I will tell him, I will tell him that uh, we talked about him on the show and that it was all bad. Of things. course.
2: Terrible, <laughs>
0: terrible things.
1: Yes.